I'm going to get this part out of the way so we can move on. Patreon.com forward slash The Failed Experiment. That is right. I have made a Patreon account for the podcast for a place to host all my lost projects and never got to see the light of day. And also a bunch of uh, kind of commentary and breakdowns of past work um, that I'm doing over there as well. A bunch of stuff's already live. The TLD docuseries trailer, which was the only thing that ever got approved and finished, will also find its home over there. Uh, the Ken Roxon Honda episode, the police officer episode, some lost, some, uh, yeah, other Spectrum episodes that uh, were lost. We're going to see the light of day over there. Um, if you followed the All In series that I've done, there is a lost episode of that that never got to see the light of day. That'll probably go over there too. Uh, and um, the podcast is growing. We're going to have a video component to it. Thanks to Ryan Marcus and the crew at Skull Candy giving me a place to uh, record the podcast with fancy audio equipment and the video cameras for free of charge because I am poor and jobless. Uh, and so the video component will live over there as well for the podcasts. Um, so a lot of shit for five bucks a month, just a way to, like I said, support a sponsorless podcast DIY style. Um, if you're interested, that's the way to do it. And the, if you're listening to this on the day this podcast drops, Patreon also today has dropped a new, uh, new exclusive bonus episode i don't know whatever the fuck you want to call it um i have broken down a spectrum episode from i believe season one and share some uh, very insightful stories uh and things of which people have not heard and hopefully give some context context into why uh, there was some drama back then almost 10 years ago uh yeah so if you want to go check that out and uh, hear some gossip that's the place um what else hmm. yeah i think that's it uh and the spectrum episode actually on patreon ties into our guest today duh episode 28 of the failed experiment with musical composer oliver keenan Lau. uh oliver is the man responsible for all of the original music in almost every single spectrum series episode uh, except for maybe like two or three um, Oliver did all of the music, all original music. He did all of the audio mixing and mastering, sound design, all that shit for our little docuseries. Um, he's also worked with me when I was at the Medium Creative Group with Ryan Cooley. Um, worked with me when I was at Honda doing all of Honda's stuff, um, Red Bull stuff. He's done stuff for Dunkin' Donuts, uh, Jennifer Lopez, uh, Volvo, some big deal shit. He's a big, big deal. And uh, if you want to work with him, uh, hit him up on Instagram or check his, uh, his uh, library out on uh, Premium Beats. He's been writing custom music for premiumbeats.com for quite a while now, and he has quite the library of work up there for people that are in need of royalty-free music. Uh, he's your guy. Premiumbeats.com and search out his name and get lost in the... Uh, wonderful tones that he makes for your ears and your videos. Uh, we get into, uh, with Oliver, a lot of stuff, just kind of how we met, and I, I kind of just very randomly discovered him at the very beginning of his career, 
and we dive into what it was like working on the Spectrum series together, how we got into writing um, library music for premium beats, uh, the ebbs and flows of the freelance movement, uh, not movement, but like the ebbs and flows of a freelance career, let's say that. Um, We talk about the artificial intelligence situation going on and how he views that in the creative realm both the good and the bad um all kinds of other stuff this is a fun one so if you're a fan of the spectrum series there's a lot of cool insights and stories uh, in this one and then you can also go over to patreon.com forward slash field experiment and hear me talk about it even more and share some more candid stories um We also talk about the TLD project a little bit because we recorded this in early December, so pretty fresh off that thing, unfortunately, getting killed, Um, and a lot of other stuff. And he went to to school for music, and I think one of my favorite quotes from him is uh, that you can't teach creativity, Uh, and he's referencing that in terms of going to school, and that you really can't teach someone to be creative, but you can take their money and put them in debt, so good work college oh what else yeah i think that's it um we're on uh instagram as well at underscore the failed experiment for black and white portraits of each guest and reels of photos and videos of each guest that also get migrated over to youtube at underscore tfe so if you don't have instagram all the reels will live over there as well um yeah, and the guest list, you guys all know the drill. Jenny Taft. Like, let's just let's just focus on that right now. Like, I got a wish list, but Jenny Taft is, I'm looking at my wish list right now. Um, she's literally at the top of my wish list, so. Um, if anyone out there can connect the dots, please, let's just, let's do it and get it recorded so you don't have to hear me say that. Uh, name as my wish list guest anymore because I'm sure uh, 28 episodes in you're probably tired of it and so am I so let's just get her on the podcast and make it the best one ever because it will be the best one ever in my humble opinion uh who else yeah uh Adamson Sorello again people know him I don't know him uh would love to have him on I think he'd be a hoot uh, Molly Carlson, Natalie Kingston, Ronda Rousey. Uh, you know, whole deal. And 10-year uh, podcast uh, goals in 10 years by 2034. Both Taylor Swift and Kaylee Cuoco will be guests on the podcast. Uh, and uh, if they're not, well, we failed. And uh, like I said last week, it was a fitting name for the podcast. The failed experiment. I have failed, but yep. 10-year plan, Taylor Swift, Kaylee Cuoco. One-year plan, Adam Cincerello and Jenny Taft. Please, let's make it happen. Um, okay, I think that's it. Uh, also, actually, if you guys can, if you haven't already, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, if you can rate and review, pretty please, helps uh, bump the podcast up in the uh, algorithm thingamadingies. And it's very helpful. So you leave a kind review, a five-star rating would be nice. I don't want to tell you how many stars to leave, but if you did leave five, that would be great. Uh, Super helpful. Um, Subscribe, that whole deal. Uh, Okay, that's it. Episode 28, Oliver Lau. 
Oliver Keenan Lau. We actually, this is the only one that I have recorded uh, through Skype and Zoom, but don't worry, it doesn't sound like it. It actually sounds like he's sitting right across from me in person because the magic of uh, technology, we made it sound really authentic, like he's actually here in the room. So you're welcome, because he lives in Scotland and uh, I live in California. So cheers to technology and fiber optics. Um, okay, enjoy. Episode 28, Oliver Keenan Lau, longtime friend, musical composer, and you should probably hire him because he's really fucking good. Okay, enjoy. Cool. Testing, one, two, three. Okay, there it is. Sweet. Cool. There's no <clears throat> limit on Zoom, right? Like, we can... I hope not. As in, like, well, I was looking at it, like, the pricing, and it says, like, 30 minutes of, like, free meeting or something, but I don't know if, like... if. If that's going to, I mean, if it just, if it cuts off, we'll just stop, like, just keep it rolling and then we can just yeah. find another way. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Go um, back up, go back to the old Skype. Yeah, fuck it all. <laughs> the good old days of Skype. Dude, I, I honestly, I haven't used Skype since, like, yeah, when I we were doing either. shit together all the time. I've never, I haven't touched it. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to doubt. I wonder if I even have it on this laptop. It's been so long, dude. Yeah, do I have it? Skype? Oh, I do have Skype. <laughs> oh, I wait. No, I don't have it. Well, that's a backup. Nope, I don't have it on this computer. So that's yeah, it goes to show how long it's been. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like, what do you do with your other podcast? But you do it all. You I know, do it all. In, room, yeah, so. all in person. <laughs> this is the first one that is not in person and across the uh, the globe. Yeah, that's really <laughs> cool. I mean, how's how how's the podcast been so far? Uh, it's done really well. Like considering there's no sponsors and it's just kind of word of mouth. Um, I've been pretty stoked on the numbers, honestly. So, and people, the reception has been really good too. Like all the travel I had this summer, like being at the races, people would come up to me and be like, dude, I love the podcast. Like I can't wait for the next one. Or this one was my favorite. And that's really cool. Yeah. It's honestly surprising. Cause I'm like, Oh, wow, fucking people actually listen to this. Like that's cool. <laughs> I mean, I I haven't really been keeping track that uh, like recently. The only one I the last one I listened to was Ryan's one because I was like, oh, oh okay, interesting. yeah, yeah. And I was like, it's I did I didn't I had no idea about all the stuff like you talked about, and uh, it was nice to hear. Yeah, his Just was good. About, he, like, he was like, dude, I don't think I should be on. Like, no one cares about what I have to say, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> that's like you've done some gnarly shit that like people need to know about. Like, people will listen, <laughs> and people listen. Like, his episode did great. So that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, because he's 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 pretty well known, isn't he? Like in the industry. I would yeah, I, yeah, he's he's one of those guys that I almost feel like is in the shadows, especially like in with agency life. You know, it's it's like your name's not at the end of the credits all the time. You know. Um, yeah. But yeah, like that's one of the reasons too I wanted to have him on because I'm like, dude, you do so many things that people see but might not know that like you and your agency is the one attached to it like people need to know so yeah. i mean was... I, I kind of i kind of feel the same about like like he does because uh it's just more of just this is more of just a catch-up really just to speak to you <laughs> i know right <laughs> right Fuck. um sweet so we'll dive into it um oh no I, as i always say like it's fucking laugh scream cry cuss i don't care ask me <laughs> shit too like it's all fair game um cool cool but start at i guess we could 
Hmm. I don't know. Do we start in the middle of your story when we met, or do we go all the way back to to baby Oliver? <laughs> what do you it's think? It's up to you. I mean, we could probably start. It doesn't. My, I guess my childhood doesn't really like matter in terms of well, where I am now. Well, let, well, I, let's start at the beginning, though. I guess, and like, what, like, born and raised. Like, where are you from originally? So, I was born in London, mm-hmm. UK, and uh, raised in London as well, and. Uh, Currently now I'm in Edinburgh in Scotland. You're in um, Scotland now? Yeah. Did what the you, oh. fuck? <laughs> yeah, I live in Scotland now. <laughs> oh my God, it's been <laughs> Maybe so I didn't tell you that. <laughs> it's been so long. I had no yeah, idea. Man. Yeah, we, we, we kind of moved a little bit out of London and then we've managed to buy a place. So we bought where we're in Edinburgh now, but oh, wow. about 10 minutes from the beach. So we nice. love it. It's great. Nice. What was the decision to get moved from London to Scotland? Uh, well, we, so we had Bo when he was, when we were in London, but okay. it was just kind of getting a bit pricey and, um, we weren't really sure. Like we want, we, we, we love London, but it, we just couldn't really like sustain it. Mm-hmm. And, um, we definitely wanted to try, we've always wanted to try Scotland and like for years we've like, especially Neve, my wife has been pushing to like do that. And I've been like, yeah. And then finally we kind of did it. So like we, I think we went to look up and in lockdown as well we went to look for some places up there but we just never did it and then we moved yeah. to a place near cambridge um and then finally we found a place and then bought it and came up which is cool nice so yeah it's just it's we've always wanted to be in a city and edinburgh is always really appealed to us so mm-hmm. um uh, and we also looked in glasgow as well but uh, okay. edinburgh is yeah we chose it just because it's so like family friendly and this is lovely yeah how, what's the weather but, like there compared to like where you were in London? It's only like, it's not really that different to be honest. It's only a few degrees lower. So oh, like okay. if it's, you know, if it's 10 degrees Celsius here, it's like 14 degrees Celsius in the, mm-hmm. London. Okay. It's maybe a little, a little bit more rainy, but it's not as bad as like, it's not how, as crazy as they all kind of say. Like yeah. it's like super like rainy and stuff. So. Yeah. But yeah. it's, it's, it's not too bad. It, I mean, it's, it's been pretty cold this week though. Yeah. Have you have you seen uh, uh, old Conor McGregor walking around those parts? <laughs> well, he's uh, he's Irish, so I oh, don't think he'd be around it. Fuck, sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I thought Scottish. My bad. This is why Americans are stupid. <laughs> oh, that's a good start. <laughs> yeah, we're off to a great start. Um, but yeah, so so born and raised in London, and now I'm in Edinburgh. But that's kind yeah. of skipping a whole chunk. Yeah, no, I was but. Um, yeah, no, well, the reason why I said like it all kind of starts when I met you is because that's pretty much when my career in music was starting. Because yeah. it was only like a, a year before I met you when I really properly started. What, um, what like got you into that world? Like, what was kind of the, the, the reasoning for like, oh, yeah, this would be interesting? Well, it, it started off as being as a kid, just kind of interested in playing instruments so like my first instrument i had was a drum kit Mm -hmm. so i i just learned to play that i don't know i don't know i just i think i just randomly asked for a drum kit and and i just wanted to play and i just carried on playing it and then i think after that i picked up a guitar i think that was probably around 2007 2008 ish okay and then and then and then i got into uh recording like i got my first like mac when i was in I think it was like 2008, excuse me, 2009. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, I had 
garage band on it which you are still yeah. using I'm, I'm using for the podcast <laughs> yes <laughs> so and I, and I just learned to record and you know like uh, mix and make music on that like electronic music and stuff and then from there it just kind of grew more into learning how to like record and make music rather than just playing an instrument um and then it wasn't I wasn't really like I went to like college I think when I met you I was just in in college yeah so I think I was, so like, seven seven sixteen or seventeen when I first met you and um yeah and that's pr- and, and thinking about it now it was probably uh, you're probably like the, the the starting point of where it all kicked off because I don't think if I met you I don't think I'd be where I am now just because hmm. I it started with you and then yeah. you knew people and then yeah. they knew people and then somebody heard like it's just it's just mad to think about that because you know I wouldn't have got any of the the jobs or the credits if it wasn't for you so thank you very much <laughs> well you're welcome um dude, it would have been even earlier than 16 or 17 because the first season of the Spectrum series was in 2015 and we were doing really? stuff a little bit before that started well, I think we met in 2012 2012 yes so that was 11 years ago Fuck. Yeah. So all because of angels and airwaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, we Which so I, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I've I've kind of lost touch of that a little bit. I haven't really listened to to much of them recently. Um, which is mm. quite funny. I mean, I checked out the new Blink album, which it's I good. quite like. Yeah, it's but, good. Um, yeah. I've kind of like yeah, I kind of lost touch of all of that um over the last few years. Um, yeah. But yeah, pretty much we met over that because I mean the 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 I don't even remember how we did. I put up like a video, you saw it. Uh, it was like a cover of an Angels and Airwaves song, and then oh. you just messaged me, being like, "Oh, your music's cool, I guess." <laughs> like, yeah, you know, you, you did a. It was a cover. It was that the the um, that song called Diary, and they were doing it yeah as just like an opener on their live during their live tour oh yeah the intro yeah thing. that's yeah, how they yeah, yeah. they opened up their their sets during that live tour and i remember like seeing it live and just being like oh like the closest thing i could imagine to like a religious experience like it was so <laughs> powerful and i was like Fuck. I do, yeah and then you I, did a, I love that yeah and then you like the song wasn't available anywhere it was just like a live thing and you did a fucking cover of it and posted it somewhere and somehow i found it and i was like oh shit this is like a spot on cover that i remember okay i remember when i first heard from from you it was i think it found that it was on i posted it on youtube and then i it found its way onto that forum place i can't remember it was like that forum they had and then oh yeah um, yeah and then you messaged me on that forum and i don't have the messages because i i think to a certain point i did but they're, they're gone now yeah i was just like i just remember i very i remember them very much about just you being like, oh, I love this. You know, I'm doing a few like videos. Do you want to make music for it? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's how it started. And then it just took off. Cause I yeah. had wanted to do stuff like that for a long time of like having someone like write original music. And I just didn't yeah. know like how to go about it or how to find the person. And then as fate would have it. Well, that is the same with my end. Like I, I didn't really. I didn't really know what I wanted. I just know I wanted to make music. I think mm-hmm. at the time I just wanted to like be in bands and make music, but it didn't really occur to me to like 
step into that world of like writing music for something mm-hmm. like a like a project or a video or something like that let alone what all the other stuff I've been doing mm-hmm. and it's um yeah and when you asked me it was sort of like a a door opening be like oh yeah we could do that like I just it just didn't occur to me until that point and so if I remember correctly it was it was like early 2012 like April maybe even before that like and I just remember we did a few like projects up until September, which is roughly the time when you joined Ryan's. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. When I started working at the medium creative group. Yeah. 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 So we had, we were doing, we were doing projects together for like six or eight months and then Mm -hmm. you joined Ryan. And then that's when I got my first paid job from you because you joined with medium creative. It was a showy video. Yes. Yes, it was. was. That was the first like, paid one from you from the medium creators group that um that i got where i was like oh this is cool yeah and then the, pretty much from that point so like september ish 2012 that's when it kind of all started really yeah because we did a right. few like and the first well the first ever video i did of you was um i will not be able to remember the name but it was when you went to um the you filmed at the you know the place you took me to in la where it was that sunken city Yes. You filmed there. Yes. Oh, it was for... I can't oh, even... Yeah. Who yeah. was this? And I, that was the first project I did with you. Yeah, it was... It was with... For anybody that is listening that is a full-time moto industry enthusiast fan, it would have been when I was working at Vital MX with someone by the name of Andy Backen. Ah, uh, yes, that's it. That's yeah. It. Yeah, because he is from Long Beach, so we did like all this lifestyle stuff in and around Long Beach, and yeah, we went to the Sunken City. I don't remember what the video was called though, but yeah, that was the first thing we ever did together. You're yeah, right. wow, yeah, and I, I was so excited about it. I was so like, oh my god, look, I'm I've done music for this thing, and <laughs> it was I was so yeah, I was just it was it was such like a it, it felt really professional and. Mm-hmm. um it felt it was like oh this is what i want to do like and then you then we kept doing more then we did like the andrew short stuff and then mm-hmm. i can't even remember when with the first spectrum was about 2014 2015 wasn't it yeah so, so yeah yep i'm just trying to remember what we did up until you joined uh the medium because uh, it was i remember i very very much remember the andrew short stuff yep um and then the, that first one we talked about, but there was a few others maybe. Oh, there was another one, but I can't remember the name. Yeah, there's <laughs> a few like random oh, things. I might, there. I tell you, I might have them on my uh, my my credits. It'd be interesting to see because oh, the Trey Kennard thing. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, oh yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> That's yeah. just randomly popped into my head. Let me just make yeah, sure my I remember that one. are still running. Um, let me just get my credits up quick because that would be so. I, mean, I might have taken that off my credits, you know. Let me have a look. There's uh, so many see. things that are on my website. Like it's on my website, there's so many things that are not on there. <laughs> okay, yeah. See, I haven't added. They're not on my credits list. Every, my credits list start from 2013. It's like I've just got rid of all the ones. From... Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah. So, and then the, we did the showy one at the medium, and then you know you kind of touched on that when you were. Uh, when you was in Ryan's podcast. Yep. It's, yeah. So it's kind of an overlap. Yeah, totally. Yeah. How, um, like, like 
musically, like when you were getting into music, was there like a genre specifically that you're into or is it just music as a whole, like everything you're into? Um, it was pretty like um, specific. So like music growing up. Oh, look, oh. hang on. Did you see that? Yeah, running out of time. <laughs> time left, nine minutes oh, and 50 no. seconds. No. Okay, okay, we're going to have to get Skype. Yeah. My, I've got my Skype, but um, okay. we're going to have to download it. Um, so I, yeah, it was very specific. So I was into like Green Day. Mm-hmm. I was into, I was actually very into like Metallica and Iron Maiden and Blink at the time and stuff. Okay. Yeah. And um, it was very specific. So I was writing, trying to write a lot of music like Angels and Airwaves and Blink at the time. And that mm-hmm. was pretty much what I listened to. I didn't really listen to much. Um, oh God, my account password is incorrect. Um, uh, so yeah, that's pretty much what I based my sound around. What, um, like, how did you kind of discover that genre of music? Like, was it something your parents or your dad had going, or is it just something you stumbled upon on yourself just, one day? It's just, yeah, it's something I stumbled. Like, so my, as a, kid, a really young kid, it was Green Day, and then it kind of moved on from that. Um, yeah. Then I kind of went into like a metal phase, and then I kind of discovered Blink by myself, and then... That's and then it was pretty much just you know like blink literally from <laughs> from yeah. like two thousand eight nine onwards yeah um, yeah and then uh, that's and then I pretty much my music was just me trying to like recreate that essentially yeah um, which is why when you f- you found me on that cover of Angels and Airways because I was just so obsessed with them I probably got a folder of like tracks that are just like you know revolving around Angels and Airways and the style and stuff. Dude, it was so good. I still like. I still feel like that was one of the best covers. Like you did such a good job because it was also just li- a live version. Like it wasn't a studio recorded song. It was just purely on their live tour. So you're going off like shitty. Um, oh yeah, YouTube like videos. YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm on. I'm on Skype. So um, okay. Let hopefully me... we can give it. That's so annoying. Why is it only like ten minutes left? I'm on Skype, so let me just configure my audio. Okay. And then we can... i tell you what, do you want to pause right now? Yeah, let's pause and then I'll now. Pause, yeah. And then we can pick it up. Okay, I'm going to pause now. Okay, cool. I'm, I've resumed recording. Right, okay. Sweet, this is right. great. We've, mig- me... we've migrated to, to Skype. Stop <laughs> recording. Okay. Cool. Um, oh, shit. Hang on. Okay, that's not good. You're not coming through... Oh, yeah, okay. That's a good... Thank you for reminding me. Let's get rid of Zoom. And let's add Skype. Did... Hang on. Screen recording, is this it? No, where's... uh, Where'd the Zoom that first chat save to? I have no idea. Mm. Right, cool. You're recording back in properly with... To Pro Tools now. So should I hit end on the Zoom session? Yeah, I've already I've already closed it. So okay, end meeting yeah. for all. Would you like to access your files and your documents? Okay, sure. Oh, I see it's converting me. Okay, cool. Wham! This is fucking great podcasting material here. I love it. <laughs> Just have to do some chops. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Uh, I love my background. It looks like I'm in the land of. Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to leave it. <laughs> um, 
So uh, yeah, so the last thing we talked about, I think, was me talking about what kind of style of music I did. It yeah. wasn't just loads of music. It was yeah. So I I pr- primarily just loved Blink and then just did Blink <laughs> yeah. all the all the time. Yeah. And then yeah, and then it was pretty much that up until about 2015, 2016. And then I kind of just gradually kind of you know broadened like what I was listening to a little bit more. Yeah. Um, that's probably thanks to Neve, my wife. Just okay. entering my life yeah so <laughs> what kind of what kind um, of music was she into or is into ev- literally everything okay. just li- i'd have to get her playlist up because she just listens to absolutely everything okay so um that was really nice and it was really you know i think it was nice to kind of broaden it and introduce me to new stuff mm-hmm. um just kind of to help with writing and help with influences and references and stuff yeah um but yeah so it was yeah it pretty much that and then Yes, as I said, it's kind of my, if I listen back to like the stuff we did from 2012 to 2015, you kind of hear that influence in all of the stuff we did. Yeah, um, for sure. And I'm I'm probably guilty on some of that too, of like not, uh, <laughs> not really wanting to get out of that little box because I was so obsessed with that. Yeah. Fucking we were in a, yeah. <laughs> slow build up to big crescendo at the end type shit. <laughs> Oh, Dude, good. for the longest time too, I would send you like rough cuts with the reference music, usually being that the song the, uh, "The Mighty Rio Grande" by This Will Destroy You. <laughs> yeah, that's a good song as well. <laughs> I or like it was, was, or it was Diary. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was literally those two for so long. Um, edgy, like in terms of like your academic career, um, how were you in school? Is that something you enjoyed, or not so much? Or uh, I didn't enjoy it. I mean, so I went, so I did college uh, from like 16 to 18. And mm-hmm. then I went to university from 18 to 21. But I didn't really, it was just, I was just doing it just because it was music related and it was just a place to go. And I didn't really know where I was going. So mm-hmm. I think it probably taught me a few things, but I wouldn't recommend it. I it's, you know, I just, I think I wouldn't recommend a creative, like a, anybody creative to do a university course, you know, because... Mm-hmm. This you can't really teach creativity, I don't think. Mm. Um, you know, if you're going to do something more academic, then definitely. But uh, yeah, it was it, it was fun. Like we, you know, met a few people and stuff, and you kind of did learn stuff. But you could just learn the exact same thing, you know, outside with experience and watching YouTube and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So what am I like forty forty k in debt now? Just for <laughs> for all of that, but. Um, that's yeah, funny. but it, no, I, yeah, I I wasn't like academic. I didn't get straight A's or anything, but mm. it was, um, yeah, it was all right. I'm glad I, I, I to saying that though, I'm glad I got my like degrees and stuff because, you know, it's just done now and I've got it. But at the time, you know, it was meh. Yeah. Has, do you think having, having a degree has helped you in any way, like to get a job or no? No. None at all. No, it has, hasn't been brought up once. <laughs> I don't I've I mean I don't really have a CV either I just yeah. nobody's asked for a CV uh, properly and never yeah. asked what I've like what education I've done yeah um, I mean which is why I say it's probably good that I have it because this won't go on forever and if I do ever need it then it's good to have on paper mm-hmm. so um, that's probably a plus I guess um, yeah so yeah so so far no CV needed <laughs> no CV needed I love it um how like 
um, once we started working together <clears throat> and you're getting thrown into the world of, of dirt bikes of all things, like <laughs> <laughs> from your, like your standpoint, like what, I assume you didn't really have any exposure to it prior None to of, No, nothing. I, I had no exposure at all. And I, I don't think I really mattered. It didn't, it didn't matter to me because it was at, at the time it was just, oh, I'm getting this cool experience. I'm getting work. You know, it doesn't matter what the content is. It's just, for me, it was just like writing music for something, mm-hmm. you know, to provide like the back layer of it. And, but then I, I, I did start to get interested in it. Like I would stay up like to the early hours of the morning and like, <laughs> stream online like uh events from like the supercross just because i just found i started to find it interesting because i was constantly doing videos on like you know like features i guess of like these um riders mm-hmm. and i was just getting really interested and i just wanted to like watch them in action so i'd, I'd stay up and like um you know watch one of the races and stuff especially the ones where i knew like our ads were playing on or something yeah yeah <laughs> that was really exciting yeah when we did that suzuki commercial mm-hmm. yeah that was cool it was cool to see it because that suzuki commercial we did when we were at the medium um with cooley and those guys it played on television and inside the stadiums like on the jumbotron so it was like a <sighs> I just I remember sitting because I used to live at my grandma's at the time Mm -hmm. um, when I did when I worked with you and all of this and I just remember sitting in my little room in my little studio thinking like oh god I really wish I was there because I just wanted to like hear hear it I was so excited because it was the first time I had my my music play on something like that yeah and I was just so like I just felt real FOMO at that moment I remember (laughs) yeah (laughs) because I remember you guys were there and I was like oh tell me yeah how did it sound good like (laughs) yeah what um so excuse me i want to like dive into the spectrum series that we did for a few years and that was an i know on my end a gnarly workload doing um three seasons uh, eight episodes pop and these like 30 45 minute long pieces like uh, like Mm from your end like that workload but like what was that like for you because i'm sure that was all new to you like doing something of that scale yeah it was all new and i had a really good time doing that like i i really enjoyed doing that and i don't think it i mean to to me it was probably a lot of work but i didn't think of it as that it was Mm -hmm. i was literally so invested and so on a roll with it and it was yeah, I, I didn't feel like it was a choice. I mean, it, it helped that I wasn't really like working or, you know, had any responsibilities like a family or, you mm-hmm. know, liabilities and stuff. But it was, um, uh, it I, I was just really invested in it and it, I was just doing it. And it was, it was a massive learning curve actually, because we were writing all this music. Like I've still got it. And um, it's just hours and hours of music that we, that we still have sitting there yeah and it was such it was just nice because i could literally i didn't have to think about it really especially because we were on a really good like flow mm-hmm. um where i knew what you wanted and you i guess ex- knew what you'd expect to get from me in terms of music so yeah we were it was really nice to just sit there and not have to be under pressure and just write loads of music and just uh you know because it was like 40 minutes almost an hour an episode and i just sit there and just write loads of music for it and it would just, and chances are most of the time you'd say, yeah, great. And then, you know, there was, I don't remember really many, any times you going, maybe we should try something different here. It was pretty um, rare. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I always felt like for the most part, we were always pretty spot on. Cause I would always, 
I remember correctly, I would pretty much build out all the episodes with temp music in place and then Mm -hmm. send it to you as like the inspiration. And then by the time you got it, like we were basically picture locked, like everything was done. So then you would just go in and write and like, yeah, you ever, I, yeah, I feel like nine times out of 10, it was just like, yep, that's it. I just, I I remember really enjoying the process of trying to understand what the episode was about trying to figure out what kind of music we needed and um kind of kind of almost kind of like conceptualize it so mm-hmm. you know if it's if we want to kind of go a certain route to tell, tell the story and it was nice to kind of do that because I'd never done that before it was always you know little snippets of videos here and there and yeah. but this was like a full-on series and it was it was a really fun project to do and uh, what did we do? How many seasons? One, two, and then There's, third one was... Actually, we finished up recently, didn't we? Yeah, we finished the third season uh, end of 2020 or 2000 or beginning of 21. No, nah, like it that. was sooner than that. I think, I feel like it was 2022, to be You know honest. what, you're right. I, I think it... Fuck, I think you're right, because I was going through emails the other day looking for something, and I saw an email from 22 from um, my business partner at the time saying... Like, yeah. It. I'm she's like I'm sure you're glad that this is all finished thank you <laughs> yeah yeah well uh, yeah so season one I really enjoyed doing season two I probably in uh, equally the same and then season three was kind of it was a bit broken up because we did some in like I felt like we did some season three in like 2018 or something we and did then, so yeah we like season three is when we did some stuff with a baseball player a cop um that, it just kept yeah it was just yeah. a bit chopped up wasn't it yeah and it, it we ended up scrapping it and then just going back to like the roots of just moto um but then yeah in 2020 is when i parted ways with my business and my partner and at the time and, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, then it got, then fucking COVID happened and it was all. Oh, God, yeah. Was fucking, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I've, I still enjoyed doing season three. Um, I, there was, I can't remember if it was season, it was season three. There was, there was a track I did that I really enjoyed doing for season three. And it was, I did enjoy doing it because it was the first project that we started on again when I was in my new space. So mm-hmm. I could, I could record drums properly and just, you know, I had a bit more experience. So it was, I did have fun doing it. It was just a different time because we, I was working more professionally now and you were yep. as well. So we were just kind of, you know, all, you know, different headspace, I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah. For, for sure. What, um, like going back, I mean, season one, or I guess all the seasons, but like for those listening, like kind of explain, like your process of like actually writing music because you're literally making up original music to these visuals. So like for you, like what exactly did that process kind of look like? Oh God. Um, it was, uh, so it would, was well, it would start off with your notes, you know, cause you'd have, or, you know, your references and your notes because you'd have, obviously it starts with you. You have the idea of where you want things and obviously what the, the episode is about and, uh, you're talking about you're talking about the season specifically, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it would start off with that and trying to get an idea, and us, you know, being on Skype for hours and hours, just kind of like talking about what, uh, what what it wanted to be, because you know, not every every episode was very different. I think. Um, mm-hmm. So just trying to like think back. Um, the first episode we did with Andrew Short mm-hmm. in season one, um, you know, was a different 
I can't even remember what kind of style it was, but it was kind of a mixture. And then you go to the second episode, which was, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was really, that was like the mighty Grand Rio, whatever the, it's called. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. That one still stands out to me. Yeah, that so that we based it off that, the whole episode. So it was very ambient and very like long mm. and very grand at the end. So yeah. it was very, we, we, we tried, well, that was nice because we tried to kind of differentiate each episode. So, I think from the start we would come up with like the concept of the style and then we'd I'd literally just go off and just write and write and write and um it would you know it would some 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 episodes would start off with me writing with like drums and and percussion stuff and others with guitars and synths stuff like that so mm-hmm. um it was yeah it was kind of it was it, every episode was very like linear in the sense that it would start off with us talking coming up with a concept and then me just sitting in my little bedroom studio and just writing a load of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, then I'd be able to like, once it's all recorded in, I could rearrange it. But a lot of the time I'd have the episode up in front of me and I just literally write to the episode and a lot of it would just stay, um, stay as it was. And, you know, it might need a few arrangements here and there, but I would be writing to like some of the cutscenes. So like, I think we, within like the first five minutes, you'd have the spectrum logo mm-hmm. bang in. Yep. So I'd do a lot of writing around that to have like the music go up to the the logo and then have that big impact. Yep. And then, so I, yeah, I'd be sitting there and if there's an emotional bit, I just sort of write and quiet and down and, you know, work with what's going on. Um, and that's pretty much how it started. And then I think towards the end, the episode started to get longer and I would start to, especially with other, you know, our time, you know, was becoming less and less just because, you know, we were, I was doing more jobs, you were doing more jobs. So then I'd start to kind of just like not really be focused too much on the story, but focused on just creating ambient (coughs) underscores. So it'd just be like, you know, lots of writing for underscore stuff rather than following the story Mm -hmm. that you could just have underneath. Yeah. So, yeah. Were like, how much would you do like just, in the computer versus like have a guitar or bass or whatever, like in your actual hands? Uh, I mean, it depends, but normally 50, 50. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of stuff in the, in, in the box as we call it. So, um, a lot of synths inside and, and, and drums and percussion and samples and stuff would, Mm -hmm. like I use a lot of, and then you just add on top of that, lots of guitars or drums. Um, yeah, with the spectrum series in particular, I my access to sort of like real instruments was slightly less, so I do mm-hmm. use a lot of computer stuff. So I the most access I would have is like guitar and maybe some other bits and bobs, but a lot of yeah. it was in the box. Got it. And you like you can play guitar, bass, drums, like all kinds of shit, right? Yeah. So drums, bass, guitar. I mean, bass and guitar are kind of the same, really. Yeah. Um, I do. I don't really play piano, but I play like i play piano like that's what i use it to to write music and stuff Mm -hmm. um but my yeah so those are like my main instruments but and then recently been getting into lots of modular synths like a lot of hardware stuff like analog and yeah um like yeah so i've kind of gotten more out of the box uh recently just just try and yeah invest in good quality uh music gear yeah um and just so I can get a better sound and get a better workflow. So is so. it is it kind of like 
like on my end, you're like, I guess the, f- the filmmaking side of things, like you, you're always kind of investing in gear and like new shit's always coming out. Yeah. Always feels like, cool, I got a paycheck and I got to go fucking buy this <laughs> yeah. stupid thing. Like, is it the same in your world? Like where it's <laughs> Absolutely. like- Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Especially just because it's all so expensive. And, but yeah. the, the only good, the only thing I can tell myself is that- it's, it doesn't feel stupid because you're it's, you're literally investing it into the thing that you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was just going to like you know buying cars and uh, you know just you know other stuff that I didn't need that wasn't related, then it would be a bit silly and you'd question yourself, I guess. But mm-hmm. it's everything that I do buy. It's always some sort of like nerdy techie music gear that I <laughs> that yeah. I wanted to get. So. Um, yeah, so that's what makes me feel a little bit better about it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I assumed it was the same, but I wasn't totally sure. Yeah, how like, <clears throat> like going through the Spectrum series and then the years after that, like I we both kind of ended up going our own different directions, just getting busy with client work. But like for you, how did like at what point did you kind of see it, like your workload starting to take off and you're getting these different clients and bigger and bigger jobs so yeah i mean so so from up until so when we first met up until like two spectrum we were doing our like custom jobs and you know there was a few others in the industry who you knew who uh, i worked with as well mm-hmm. just because of networking and stuff and um so that kind of branched out and then in 2015 i uh i kind of i i heard of it that so there's something called uh, production library music, royalty free music. Mm-hmm. And I've I heard of it and like, I heard of it, especially like years before, but I just didn't really understand it. And then I got, a, I got approached and, um, Oh, there's a doggy in the background. Yeah. My dog is being a psychopath right now. Cause the <laughs> FedEx guy went by the house. Oh no. So yeah. And, um, I, somebody, I got approached by a, a library company and, um, they asked me to write music and I'd literally have been doing the same thing since then. So most of my work now has revolved around writing library music um, for a few different libraries and stuff as well. Is it mainly uh, uh, premium beats that you're writing for or is it a different? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So premium beat I write for mostly. And then I've, I write for a few others that are kind of classed as like labels as well. Okay. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much what's been keeping me going for the last, well, I don't even know how many years it is now, <laughs> wow. like eight years, I think okay. it is. So, yeah. um, and, and yeah, and on top of that, I've been, so, you know, I'd, I'd write depending on what kind of, uh, setup it was, I'd, I'd just be writing loads of library music and then mm. I'd be doing other projects on top as well. So if I'm working with Ryan or you, yourself, you know, and then, mm-hmm. you know, other people and, um, so that's, that's pretty much what's been you know, and it's it's be, it's a nice refresher. When you're doing library music, you kind of get a little bit um, like, oh god, what do I do now? Because you're you having to literally, if you don't have, if you're not writing an album for for a library, you're you're kind of just writing songs. And sometimes it's nice when you get a custom job in mm-hmm. um, to kind of just t- step out of that for a second and write something you know, that's kind of already got a story behind it. Yeah. Yeah, what what is like with the library music and premium beats and such? Like, what is like the process for that on your end? Because I would assume you got to be pretty diverse in like the 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 music you're writing. It can't all necessarily just be rock or blues or jazz or whatever, right? Yeah, I mean, so with 
it's it's kind of a difficult question because when with premium beat it's the setup's different it's not necessarily run like a label they're a pub they're they're a publisher but they're um it's very it's very centered around royalty free so like you just buy the license and then you know you can use the track kind of thing Mm -hmm. so with them um I, 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 you can just kind of stick to one style if you want. If you're an artist and you write rock music, then great. If you know, if, okay. if that's the kind of thing that they want, and um, so, but for me, I do try to, you know, do different things just because I'm interested. So, on my kind of catalogue with Premium Beat, um, there's lots of different styles. You know, there's lots of like maybe cinematic stuff and lots of rock kind of pop upbeat stuff and then there's lots of electronic stuff as well mm-hmm. so i do try to kind of vary it a bit and 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 it, it with premium b it just gives me it's a it's it's really it's a really good way for me to kind of explore and try new things um whereas if i'm writing for a different library that's more kind of like label based and um, publisher based where they're um where they they want you to write albums and um you know it's very specific uh you know, it's it's a lot more harder because you're kind of working within um, kind of a, a limitation of like this album needs to be this style. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Premium Beat, I could be, I could, I give them like, you know, say if I give them five songs within like two months or something, then it, they could all just be different styles. One mm-hmm. song could be like a soft Christmas song. Another one could be like a, a heavy rock song. Okay. So um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. So it has its uh, pros and cons because sometimes you're, you're kind of a bit lost of what to, to write, especially if you're not kind of giving yourself stories and concepts to kind of follow. Mm-hmm. And, um, but on the other hand, it's a really good like stomping ground to, to try new stuff. Yeah. How you kind of answered it a, a bit there, but like when you turn stuff into them, is it like, do you try to, make sure you have like I, an album's worth, you know, 10 songs, 12 songs, 15 songs, or can it be as little as like, Hey, here's, here's three songs. So yeah, with, I'm, it's pretty flexible. Like, so with premium beat, um, I try to aim for, to, to get a five songs a month done with them. Okay. And for, for, for a good few years, I managed to do that. And there would be times where I didn't. So like, um, especially like the, the year that Bo, uh, my son was born, mm-hmm. he like that, that really kind of slowed down a bit. And when I was building my first studio, that really slowed down. So like, it, it doesn't, it's not always like five, five, five a month for that whole year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that's like my aim. That's my goal is to kind of try to do five a month and then, um, and then just submit them in and, and, and they get published. But, yeah, so like for the last few years, it's kind of been a bit on and off, and um, mm. and it's yeah. So if I say if I have a custom project on, then I'll take time to do that, and you know, not do the five kind of thing. So yeah, it, it, and it, so how many songs have I done on Premium Beat now? I think I've done like two hundred and fifty, two hundred and sixty oh, songs. Yeah, wow. Yeah, wow. So that's yeah. So that's crazy. <laughs> wow. How? And you don't need to get super specific if you don't want to, but on like the financial end of it, like how, cause I use music bed, um, for yeah. the most part. Um, and I think it's kind of the same idea as what premium beats is, but I've always wondered like, okay, there's an artist that has a handful of songs that I really like and I license them, but I have like an annual subscription with music bed. Yeah. Like 
are they paying you a flat rate up front or do you get a percentage of the downloads? Like how does that, they kind of like do the monetary situation for that? Yeah. So, so premium beat specifically, I get a flat fee Okay. Uh, per track. And then um, for other libraries, it's, it's as you said, so it's a, like a, it's, it's like, sync sync fees they i guess it's yes called. so if, yeah. if you get us if you if, if you get a sync then you get a percentage like 50 percent normally okay. of those fees so per license um okay. so that's how those work so yeah but that's generally how how the ink so you yeah and then you look at it kind of back-end income which is like royalties as well so mm-hmm. you have your royalties that are like another layer and then you've got the the license uh income where mm-hmm. the licenses get sold for the tracks and then mm-hmm. you've got you know, if, if the library pays up front, then you get the upfront fees as well. But then if, if you get upfront, then obviously you don't get any of the sales mm-hmm. um, because they, you know, they, you get the rights taken from you, I guess, or they, they, they buy the rights. Yeah. So um, similar, probably similar to like when, if we do a custom project and you, you pay me, that's buying the rights to, to use the song. Mm-hmm. It's kind of exclusive for that project. Yeah. I've, have you ever like, been watching tv or on youtube and you see something come up and it's you're like oh fuck that's my song i mean you had no idea that like <laughs> i, have, I have actually okay. yeah it's really every time it, it like surprises me it's like i turn into like a little kid like <laughs> especially uh, on youtube if like the an ad pops up and then you're yeah. like and I, go, and I go hang on that's my song and i'm like ah and i just like start going crazy like what's the what's the advert i need to like log it down like yeah. and try and find it again oh, so fuck, it's, it's quite fun what um what's been like in that situation what's been like the biggest brand or ad or whatever that you've had your song used for Oh my god um I have no idea <laughs> Um yeah I honestly I I can't even recall any uh I mean a lot of them have been with you guys you know I I've done I've done quite a few Red Bull projects now yeah. Um, just with a few, you know, other agencies as well. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of, a lot of the car brands we've done for you guys as well. And, mm-hmm. um, but in terms of like library music, it's really difficult to tell because there's only, there's only so many, cause I, you can use like apps to like see where your music's being used, but, mm. um, there's probably half of them, which I don't know about. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I can't, I honestly, I can't really think of any. I mean, um, there's probably some. Of, let me let me see what the last ones on my Instagram were because <laughs> that's literally like the last. Did the, you um, did you do? Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but did you do anything on that Red Bull project for the F1 Vegas promo stuff? Yes. Is that recently? Yeah. 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 Yes, I I did. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you What did you do? Because that was a big fucking deal, dude um so we oh god you know what i i genuinely like forget half the time so i'm so recently we did i with ryan we did the canopy stuff okay in vegas i think it there was like the strip and they had like the big canopy where the the was it like the the media runs down it so Mm -hmm. we did i did music for that and then we did a bunch of projects actually we there was a few like f formula one stuff that we did um Damn, I'll have to I'll have to try and figure it out. But it was it was about three three ones three I think we did. Okay. Um. Yeah, but I don't know if there's any ones in particular that you saw that you were like, huh? Is that me? Yeah. 
I thought I saw you post something about it on Instagram, but maybe yeah, probably. I honestly, my memory is so terrible. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm sure at some point some of it just all fucking blurs together. Because there was there was a point there was a point where we did I did it with uh, Ryan like one of the projects, and then there was a bit of a gap, and then he was like, right, we're going to do this next one now, and I was like, he was like talking to me about it, and I was like, I do not even remember us doing the first one. Like I just, I've like blanked that out of my head. <laughs> so I had to like catch up and like try and remember, which is quite funny. So on, I'm, lo- I'm creeping your Instagram right now. On March yeah. 28th, you did a Red Bull racing project uh, with Alan Hardy. Yes. Yeah. So that was, that um, was another Formula One one F1, that we did. Yeah. Dude, that's so but gnarly. F- for, yeah. Throughout the year, we've done a few of the Formula Ones and I've, um, there was another red the ones during like lockdown we did formula one with um dom i think it was like the the burj khalifa one that was a big one. Oh, that really? was a huge yeah that was a really cool one i oh, think okay that one yeah that's got a few views now but that was really fun to do you're like your instagram is like me you just don't post all the stuff that you do yeah i i'm so bad of it now i used to be really good and now um it's just like one post here and there. i'm yeah. hopefully gonna get better i was going through um recently i was going through my dropbox looking for something and then i just went down a rabbit hole of like looking at all the stuff that was in my dropbox for from the last few <laughs> years and i was like oh my god there's some like pretty gnarly big stuff that i've never posted before that no yeah. one has any idea that i i like was a part of I'm like, yeah I should probably i'm just saying yeah i i i I released an album on a different library in the UK okay. and it, it was just a collection of songs that I've been writing for a few years and I was mm-hmm. really proud of it and I just didn't post it properly. I just, it's just, I just didn't like post it and I was like, oh, I should, maybe I should have like done a bit more promo on that because yeah. <laughs> um, it probably would have done a bit better. But um, yeah, so I didn't, um, did not post on that. But yeah, I need to get way better. It's hard. It's especially like having kids too now. You're just like, <sighs> yeah. I just want to post about my kid if I do post because it makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah. That's that's pretty much my Instagram now. I'm just posting pictures of my kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so on top of doing like like original music and scores and whatnot, you also do like the audio mixing and mastering as well and some sound design yeah. stuff. Like, is that just something that comes with? writing music like that's just part of it kind of like in our like our end is being like one man band filmmakers it's like oh i shoot and i also have to know how to edit yeah. and color <laughs> and, and whatnot i mean per- for me personally yeah i i it's also because i'm interested in it you know like mm-hmm. mixing and recording and stuff like that um if, if you if you were to like make me go to like one of those big studios and be like right you need to engineer the session mm-hmm. i'd be like Ooh, you know just because you know you I'd have to get used to the, the desk and how all the gear works and stuff. So uh, I'm not necessarily like a seasoned engineer in that sense, but for it for for my setup, I you know I can mix myself and I can record myself and I can edit myself and you know all that kind of stuff and mix and master. So um, in that sense, yeah. I mean, I do I do. There are jobs specific to me just mixing. So mm-hmm. if they want me to like make like pretty much what you were going to get me to do on this project that we were going to do and yep. where, where I just mix the episodes and stuff. And, you know, I do do a lot of that and a lot of voiceover recordings I've done in the past as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's not been too bad, but I wouldn't, um, 
yeah, I wouldn't call myself like just an engineer because it's trying to, yeah, like you said, you're assuming all the roles, aren't you? So, yeah. Um, so what's the, like, what's the difference between an engineer and then someone who's producing? Because like on the new Blink record, Travis Barker produced it, but then Aaron Rubin engineered it. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck the difference is. There is really, um, it's, it's really mixed now because before, so these terms are for, uh, it's, as far as I'm aware, it's, you know, you're, you're looking at like what the old studios used to run like. So when you had tape based studios, all analog back in like the seventies and you know, whatever that mm-hmm. era mm-hmm. and the eighties, etc. um, you know, you'd have a tape operator and you'd have an engineer who runs the desk. Then you'd have like other studio recording engineers who would go into the studio to like set the mics up. And then you'd have the producer who would probably help like finance the whole thing Mm -hmm. and also give their input. So um, it's kind of now it's kind of all one really because you know, people make music anywhere. Now you can sit on a laptop outside and make music. So the, the the blanket term is probably producer because you could a producer would like make music and kind of like self direct. Okay. Um, but you still have things like mix engineers and master engineers. And if you're if you're working in a sorry excuse me in a studio, then you will have like recording engineers and uh, you know all that kind of stuff. So um, being a mix engineer is you know is there. I don't think there is like a term for somebody who kind of all does it as one mm-hmm. because. Um, you know, I, I don't work in a studio, so I don't call myself like a mix engineer or a recording engineer. I call myself like a producer or a, so uh, or a composer because mm. I write music and I produce it. And you know, but I kind of can. I don't really say mix or master because it's kind of part of the process. So yeah, it's pretty similar. I don't know if it's the same in in film, but um, uh, it's kind of a bit like that in music now. I don't know if like, cause obviously you have like producer and film and director yeah. and writer and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know yeah. if it's kind of, if there's like a, it's kind of consolidating a little bit. It's, it's no, I mean, producer, they're all very um, separate. I would, I would say like, yeah, they all have their very specific, uh, specific role. Um, how like in the like mastering process, like, when I sent you the audio for the, the, this docuseries <laughs> project for the teaser, like, I was just like, fuck, this is like, like, I wouldn't know where to start, you know? Like, yeah. And then I give it to you and you're like, all right, yeah, it's fucking done in 30 minutes. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like it's, well, it's just, yeah, it's just, I mean, I, cause I have to look at it. You know, I mean, I, I literally open my Pro Tools session every day. So I, I know it like with that I could do it with my eyes closed you know mm-hmm. so when you send me stuff I you know I <clears throat> I just kind of filter it all out so I'm like right so this is like music so that goes at the top and then this is dialogue that goes in the middle mm-hmm. and this is b-roll you know sound design stuff that goes at the bottom and you just you know just section it and mm-hmm. um and then you just start mixing it so you start you know if the music's already mixed and you've exported it you export your music into the session and then um that's ready to go. And then once you put, put your dialogue in and get the dialogue, you know, all cleaned up and sounding good, you get those levels checked and then you start adjusting the music to the levels. Um, sorry, you start adjusting the music to the dialogue and then, uh, you throw in the, the B roll is a bit annoying. I'm not going to lie. The B roll is really yeah. annoying to, yeah, <laughs> to, I'm sure, to mix, yeah. 
Because there'll be like one clip that's like tiny little bike noises, like right in the distance. And then all of a sudden it's like, like right, right there. So you're having to like dig into the audio phone, like yeah. re-level it all yeah. and like de-clip stuff. And um, so that's the pain in the ass, that bit. But the dialogue's normally pretty good. There was a uh, a very specific instance in the this Troy Designs teaser of what you're talking about, where there's someone talking in a fucking bike goes right by at just the perfect time yeah we were discussing that yeah yeah and i thought i did think i was like oh that might be like a a different audio track and that's what i was hoping and it 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 wasn't yeah it was all on the same yeah that's what because i I messaged i was like this i'm kind of confused are you sure you didn't like forget to send me a track because i can hit literally this bike is just going (laughs) right right through (laughs) oh yeah, I was like, mother... And, like, at the best moment, too, like, in what is being said in the conversation, like, it's fucking typical damn dirt bike tracks. So, I mean, uh, in what helps is being... I guess it would be classed as, like, sound designing mm-hmm. um, because I use a set of tools. Um, you can get audio tools that can help clean up stuff like that. Lots mm-hmm. of, like, r- noise removal and hum removal and like voice de-clicks and you know um just like general like noise clicking and get you know you can get rid of all of that stuff and mm-hmm. uh like i think there's like a, a voice one that i use that can help um just get rid of any other wanted noise and focus on like the, the dialogue mm-hmm. which so i did my best on that and i yeah. think i could you know but there's only so much you can do yeah um, yeah no for sure it was it's a shame that that oh, the whole project um, just got shit canned recently because I like that tease that teaser. And what I mean, the teaser got approved, but then the episodes uh, did not. But yeah, it, I like that teaser. I'd worked on it for quite a while and like seen it in its rough form for so long where I could like barely hear anything, you know, because it's just not yeah. cleaned up. And then once you did your thing and you sent it back to me, and it was like, I could like finally hear everything exactly how it was supposed to be heard i was like oh my god this is so rad did it, did it go out did it no. get, did it go live it didn't so go live. It, it got approved like everything got the teaser got approved signed off on done and so that's when i sent you all the audio um to do, work your magic and then got it back and then um like two weeks ago, three weeks ago now is when I got the first phone call saying to pause everything. And then, oh, good. And then last week I had a in person meeting with them and they confirmed that, uh, yeah, it's all not going to be released. Oh, and, man. Yeah. So I'm, I, yeah, yeah, it's fucking hurts. That one stings a lot. <laughs> a lot. Um, a lot. Uh, just to change the subject, I just realized, are you in your dressing gown? I'm in my robe right now because it's fucking, it's <laughs> my dressing gown. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's actually like kind of chilly here finally in our house. I was, I was surprised. Our house, was... um, uh, it was built in like 1952 or 53. So we don't, like when it's cold outside, it gets into the house and it just stays fucking cold. Or if it's hot, uh, it stays hot. And luckily, we have a heater, but we don't have AC. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. pretty similar here. Like, I mean, we're much colder than you, and I'm yeah. Well, it's because we've had the heating on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, we had the heater on this morning, but I turned it off, and, and I'm just like, I'll just wear my robe. You know, 
not the first time you've seen me in my robe. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've had many uh, conversations over Skype talking about work in my robe. Yeah, but with the other podcast, are you wearing your robe? <laughs> <laughs> no, the other, the all other podcasts, I am uh, dressed in normal clothes. Fair so j- just you, you get you get the robe. <laughs> um, right. What a like. I know, like on on my end, like the work it can come and go, like the ebbs and flows. And right now, my work just got taken away from me. Yeah. Um, like so, like on your end, how like is it a similar thing? And if so, like how do you kind of navigate the ebbs and flows of what this lifestyle kind of is? So thankfully, I haven't had any like rough spots, mm-hmm. um, and. There's probably going to be some to come and I don't know when, but, um, you know, I just haven't experienced anything like that yet. Um, there's definitely been a few points where I've, I've been worried just because I think, um, just when I just, when I just started writing for libraries and in 2015, there was, I remember there was a really like long period of getting no work from like the medium and other, you know, people when at the time, obviously. Mm. And I, I do remember being quite worried then like, Oh my God, this has nothing's come up and all this stuff. So I was feeling quite like down then, but um, I mean, that was a few, that was quite a while ago now, but there has been a few points, you know, just, just out of, out of being cautious, but um, yeah, it's been pretty consistent, like just writing and being able to make an income um, doing custom jobs it's never there's never been a shortfall or anything because um uh and yeah i mean i am really I, i've always this is the thing that i've always been really worried about it so it's not like i've just sort of breezed through and been like oh great it's it's always in the back of my head like what if something happens it's very worrying and very like yeah um, it's quite stressful sometimes but mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. thankfully nothing like that's happened yet yeah. uh, as in like not getting work or um, you know, having to think about like where am I going to get the money to pay the mortgage, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So, um. But yeah, it's it's kind of it's still very like risky in the sense of it's still kind of freelancey, you know, because yeah, you you have to do the job to get paid, and if you don't do the job, then you don't get paid. So it's still like that, and um, so like especially with like royalties, it's very unpredictable. Mm. Um, royalties come every quarter for me. Okay. Um, similar to like the license fees and stuff, it comes quarterly and you just, there's no like prediction, like, you know, one, you might have a really good quarter and then you might have a really, really bad one. Mm-hmm. So leading up, like I've got, I'm finding out like what my next royalties are tomorrow. So mm. I'm kind of a bit like, cause yeah. I don't know, like, you know, if it's really bad, then I'm going to be really, really, you know, sad and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. really stressed because it's Christmas and yeah. <laughs> the taxes are due soon kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's kind of it is quite anxious. So that's the only thing that really gets me is like the unpredictability of it is. But obviously, that's just like anything, right? You yeah, know? yeah. Um, so that was yeah. So with royalties, it's pretty um, pretty unpredictable as as it is with anything in terms of trying to do freelance jobs. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I'm <clears throat> I'm uh, really after this whole thing has happened and then. I I don't I so I had I had therapy yesterday and by oh, the time yeah. by the time this episode comes out it comes out like end of January we're recording this uh, early December so uh for people listening but 
uh, yeah, I had therapy yesterday and I explained to my therapist that I've been doing this for 15 or 16 years and you have jobs that come and go and the relationships mm. just kind of mutually fizzle out or like they're just not happy or you're not happy or whatever. And it comes to an end. It's like, oh yeah, whatever. You always move on. This is the first one where I didn't do anything wrong and I still lost my work. Yeah. I, I, I literally uh... like, I like did everything like that was asked and still lose it. And you're like, like, fuck. So I've been like, just, just a stability aspect that isn't in this world. I'm like, man, maybe I just got to go like find a job job and like have a nice stable, you know, I know I'm mm. getting paid every couple of weeks. There's a retirement. There's like all this shit. Cause I'm like, right now I'm fucking exhausted. Like I'm tired yeah, of yeah. like what this is and it's going to take me a while to, to get over <laughs> this <Yeah>. one. <laughs> I'm oh, literally man, like, I'm, I'm just going to go to like, yeah, I know you guys don't have them over there, but there's these grocery stores in the U S called Trader Joe's. And it's like a pretty <laughs> damn good place to work. Like I've had some friends that have worked there and they fucking loved it. Like great pay, lots of opportunity to move up and whatnot. I'm like, I think it's time. <laughs> I think it's time. <laughs> I mean, it's not necessarily, but I mean, I definitely, it is, it is in the back of my mind that just like, you know, maybe it's time I kind of joined like an established like studio or something or mm. something vaguely related, but it's always in the back of my head that because it's, yeah, you do kind of get tired and you kind of want to, you know, definitely know there's some sort of backup plan. Yeah. Especially now, like you're getting older kids, like, Mm-hmm. Like fuck, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotta take care of them. Yeah, I so. mean, so uh, in terms of, do you like, do you know what you're gonna do next in terms of like starting a new year? Because it's obviously December now. So yeah, no, I have I I um literally I like I really do think I'm probably just gonna start applying for like real jobs just because I don't have anything. Like I wasn't anticipating this project. Yeah, coming to an end how it did. Um, I was definitely caught off guard. Um, so I didn't have I didn't have anything lined up because there was talks about continuing this relationship into the new year with the season starting in January and yeah, um, yeah. So I yeah I don't know I don't I don't but, know. I mean in terms so what about like so what has your work been like since we kind of stopped doing the spectrum stuff because we kind of. After season two, it, we kind of stopped doing stuff together, and I can we yeah. kind of I guess we lost touch a little bit. Like what? Yeah. Did, what? Yeah. So, what's your like career in terms of what have you been doing, and like how have you maintained like your your relationships <laughs> and your jobs, and like what have what have what's, yeah, what have you been doing basically? It's it was a lot of Red Bull stuff, really, yeah. for a, quite a while. A lot of Red Bull stuff, um, and just kind of like branching out into the more like scripted narrative world as well, and. Uh, I would say like 2020 to beginning of 2020 to end of December, 2022. So a year ago, it was just probably the busiest I'd ever been. Like it was just nonstop Red Bull, this or a job with this client or like just stuff was coming out of fucking every direction, which yeah. was great. Um, and then at the end of De- December, 22 last year, all that stuff was coming to an end and I knew it was coming to an end and I was like, I'm good with it. I'm done. 
mm. like with chasing the dirt bike shit. Um, and I like really was putting all my effort into like kind of the Hollywood side of things. Yeah. Um, and then this project that I was on all summer came up out of nowhere and I was like, Oh, well, yeah, I'm back in. Uh, and now here we are. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh no. Yeah. I will. I mean, it will always figure itself out one way or so another. What's, yeah. So what's, what's your kind of, do you, do you kind of look for in terms of like doing the jobs you have been doing? Do you, do they come to you or do you look for them and like build a relationship? It's it's almost always like someone calling me, um, or yeah. like you know it's it's always like oh hey I'd recommend this person like literally I had a yeah. shoot um what's today Thursday I had a shoot on Tuesday and I got it just because a buddy of mine double booked himself and he was like hey I have this do you want it and I was like yeah took it yeah yeah paid perfectly like pretty standard day rate and um so it's always shit like that 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 comes up um but. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just the idea of having a real job again and like knowing when I'm going to get paid and the amount that I'm going to get paid and all that shit's taken care of. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. And when I clock out of work, I'm done and no one can talk to me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, sure. I, yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, I'm just going through like a whole grieving process right now. So I got to. Oh, work God. through that because that's what it feels like like i fucking yeah. you know yeah I, well, I did i did finally sign up or like start using my linkedin account and i uh, I, yeah. I have found that like my job exists <clears throat> in like massive corporations um where like you're an actual real employee with a real salary and actual benefits and retirement mm. and all this stuff and i was like oh fuck so honestly, I've been on LinkedIn a lot applying for stuff in that in that regard because um, I really didn't yeah. know that my job existed like in the quote unquote real world. Yeah, like in in house content creators yeah. for like the brand stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been that's cool. Um, yeah, going down that rabbit hole the last couple of weeks, seeing what I can find. So yeah, we'll see. Well, I hope it works out for you because. Uh, yeah, I'd you know I'd love to see you carry on with filmmaking. Yeah, I <laughs> when I had this shoot on Tuesday, I was like, um, I on the drive home, I called Karen and I, she was like, "How was it?" And I was like, "It was okay." It's like I, honestly, I was like pretty sad, and, and she was like, "Why?" And I didn't even realize it until like halfway through the day, but I was like sad because it was a I was at on a dirt bike shoot, but it was the first time I was on a dirt bike shoot all year where it wasn't with this team I've been with for the whole summer. It was something totally different. And I was like, it just made me sad to like, I'm behind the camera at the dirt bike track, but I'm not with my crew. Like the guys that I've spent all summer traveling with and like have a, like a great relationship with, like I'm not with them. Like I was like, honestly, I was like, as the day went on, I, I almost left in the middle of the shoot. Cause like, I, I'm not ready to like be behind the camera and be at the track. Like I'm, I was like, it really hit me that I'm like, Oh, I'm still like working through all these emotions. Cause it's still fresh. And this is like yeah. very difficult to be here right now. So yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, so didn't you, um, from memory, didn't you put out like a, a, a short film or something? 
was it a short or like a feature <sighs> oh. or you were doing or you were in the process of it was i can't even remember now um, i i did a i shot a short film at the beginning of this year that's out it's on youtube right now it's called benny bill um it was a oh. lot of fun um so i've done and that's really where i think my heart is like i enjoy that ass like that side of things like yeah really telling a story you know um and I think that, that would was, be sorry. Go sorry ahead. to no. There's just there's a there's a fil, there's a film title that I've had in my head since I met you, and you've it's always like cropped up, and it's called No Runners. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. So I did it. I did that project. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did okay. it. In, I did it in. Uh, it's funny how it morphed because it started out as one thing a long time ago. Like, yeah, I think, even, I think I probably got the original script that you did for that somewhere. Yeah, yeah, and it 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 morphed into different iterations of a concept. And then in 2020, when COVID happened, I was like, well, I can call it a career and move on, or I can use all this downtime to like be productive and try to go make something to like help my situation. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go make something. And I reached out to my buddy, Trevor Stewart. And I was like, Hey, I have an idea. Um, would you be interested? And he was like, I pitched him on it. And he was like, Absolutely, yeah. So it's a whole like abstract piece on mental health. Um, and it's like blurs the lines between like narrative and documentary and experimental. And he's a professional That's motocross cool. racer. Um, so it's basically like his his journey of like going through a super low point and then coming out the other side. Um, and yeah, no, that was no runners and it won some awards at some film festivals and. I'm nice. still super pr- I literally I don't know if I've talked about this or not <clears throat> and I'm trying to get Trevor on the podcast but I did that project and then I sent it to a friend of mine Jen who works in-house at Red Bull the day before it released I was like hey here's a private link she watched it and she was like oh my god can I send this to my boss and I was like yeah absolutely Ooh. I'm not kidding the next fucking day I have email in my inbox from Red Bull uh, wanting to hire me for this like pretty big job because of that piece and i was like that's really cool fuck it like that that whole mentality of like invest in yourself and it'll pay off like it it paid off and i'm probably at that point again right now but i'm not like mentally ready to 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 do that (laughs) i want to be sad still (laughs) for a little bit longer (laughs) you need that a little bit yeah and uh what what music did you use in in that uh, uh, s- <laughs> sorry, sorry, Oliver. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I used this chick from Poland. She's a cello player. Um, nice. Uh, I guess that's the proper term. I don't know. She plays the cello, and and Cellist. we we reference the music in the Joker um nice. as like the inspiration and she did this whole piece so no runners it's all original music but it's all all original on the cello um, just one cello one cello that's it yeah that's really cool um and it was she did a great job it was super beautiful i don't think i've watched it maybe i have i can't remember is, is it up on youtube it, or anything? uh it's on youtube and my vimeo i'll send you a link cool. uh, i'll do it right yeah now. yeah please i'm, I'm super proud watch. of that piece like it's still to this day like i'm like yeah that was 
that was... I think I saw clips of it because you did post it on Instagram. And yeah, I thought, oh, that's I put, really cool. Yeah, but then there wasn't any like link to like find it, that's, so I couldn't find it. That feels on brand for me. There's <laughs> yeah. this cool thing with no link to go watch. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that'd be really cool. I'm, I'm sure I can find it otherwise. But I'll, um, I'll send it to you right now on WhatsApp. There you go. You thank got you. it. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm gonna check it out. Let's uh so. Going back to our love of Angels and Airwaves and Tom DeLong. Um, uh, wait, that's what the fuck happened? Oh, there we go. Um, are you are you still working with Tom? By the way, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's it's no, not not yet. I'm going to remain optimistic that I'll get a phone call one day. <laughs> um, but you, so that piece I did with Tom in 2019. I think that's when like we reconnected after a few years because yeah, I was like, yeah. I have to have Oliver do the sound on this. Like, there's I can't have anybody else do sound on this. Um, yeah, for sure. Well, so I forgot all about that. I thought that was <laughs> way earlier than it was. Um, well, like, do you remember me reaching out to you and being like, uh, "Do you want to work on a Tom DeLonge project?" <laughs> yeah, I do because I remember we actually did speak and we were and you t- telling me about how it all came about and. Um, it was sort of like a dream come true moment, wasn't it? <laughs> totally, dude. It was fucking like so surreal. Cause it, yeah, because I, I just, I do remember you kind of getting your fanboy out and just kind of, you know, explaining how the situation happened, which was quite cool. But um, it was nice because you know we didn't do anything for for a little while, and that was the the first thing that we kind of did, and it was nice. It was cool to put my name to that. I might watch that again because I can't actually remember what I did on that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm, uh, I think you did like all the like mixing and mastering because it was the first time ever and probably maybe the last time, I don't know, but like Tom's sister, Carrie sent me everything I wanted angels and airwaves music. Like I had full reign of the whole angels and airwaves Uh, discography. She's like, tell me what songs you want and I'll give you, I'll give you the WAV files. I was like, oh my God. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm pretty sure I did a little bit of music in there actually. Did you? Yeah, like like just some like really underscore stuff. Okay. Um, I'll have to listen to it again because I can't remember. But um, yeah, it'd be nice to kind of watch that again because um, oh, yeah. I had fun doing that actually. I can't even remember. Yeah, I was in my new flat at the time, so yeah, I'd, I I really enjoyed doing that. It was a bit of a surprise actually. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that was wild, and that's how I met. Gunner Wright, who was the lead actor in the Angels and Airwaves movie Love, like, oh <laughs> like he saw that piece and then like Googled uh, some of my work and then saw what I did in Moto and he used to he came from the Moto industry and like he reached out to me and he was like I would love to do something with you and I was like yeah so we did this whole like thirty minute docu docu piece on his whole story and background and like his time in the dirt bike industry going into acting and then working on the angels and airwaves movie and where he's at now and i'm just oh, like oh i didn't know you did that really I know, see i didn't know about that either Is oh that my god i'll send you the link that one won some that one won a couple awards at some film festivals too i'm super proud what? of that one let me okay i'm on your instagram right okay so there's a picture of you with your little babs and then the last one is from 26. I've also, I've deleted a lot of stuff on my yeah. Instagram. When did that come out? Uh, One year ago. A little over a year a ago. Year ago. Oh, I just sent, sent you another link on WhatsApp. I was, mm. I'm super proud of that one. Like, 
it took us two years to finish. Um, but oh, wow. It was worth, we started shooting in December of 2020 and it didn't finish and go live until like October 22. Nice. What was the reception like? Um, Pretty good, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, for like it being about somewhat of, I don't, I don't want to say an obscure subject, but Gunner's not necessarily a brad pitt leonardo dicaprio like hollywood <laughs> household name but like he's got some great credits to his name and he's the lead role in this massive video game franchise called dead space um so but overall yeah the reception i got from it was really good like people were stoked on it um and i didn't fucking care if no one watched it i was just like super proud yeah. of like what we did for basically another passion project essentially yeah yeah um yeah it was and it was cool to like have that relationship and I had reached out to Tom via text a couple times about it because um, I used some stuff from the Love movie and I just wanted to make sure like hey dude I don't want to burn a bridge here but this is what I'm doing like is it cool or like how do I need to go about this and he was like oh yeah you're fine like <laughs> he was like what do what you need like I'm sure it's not an issue and I was like okay <laughs> thanks <Great>. dude <laughs> so that's kind of weird <laughs> yeah yeah it's very yeah that'd be cool that'd be cool to get some some new stuff going on that <clears throat> yeah every now and then i think about like maybe the spectrum shit was so much work but it was a lot of fun yeah i'm like man it'd be cool to do something similar again but i don't know where i'd get if, the fucking money from if he asked you to like do like a a, a, a vlog style thing like where you had to like follow him and like kind of be like you know, on tour and like be like a, like a vlog thing. Like, would you do it? Yeah. Bro. Oh yeah. Do you reckon? Yeah. yeah. I think I would. Yeah. Cause that sounds quite a lot. Like, yeah, it'd be a lot, but yeah, I think I, I think I would, I've never done anything really in that, in that genre before either. Like I've never shot a, like a massive concert like that before. Like, I think it, it would be cool yeah. to, to experience. Yeah. And like day to day stuff, like, you know, to make a, big documentary yeah. that'll be really really crazy i would love a lot to. of traveling there yeah yeah i mean there's supposed to be an angels and airwaves documentary that that peter mckinnon guy did but i don't know what's happened to it oh really yeah see I've, this is how out of touch i've just literally like just not followed anything for so long <laughs> um <sighs> how funny yeah there's yeah. a documentary that got shot and i don't it never released so that'd be cool I'll be. I definitely watch that though. Definitely. Um, maybe I'll text Tom and be like, "Yo, dude, you yeah, want me to come in and this... save the day?" Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Because <sighs> I, I recently watched uh, or listened up rather to a podcast with Aaron Rubin in it, and it was quite interesting. Just because I, I really enjoy like Ilan and uh, Aaron mm-hmm. as like producers and engineers. I, I really like the sounds they get, and mm-hmm. um, uh, and yeah, just the drum sounds. The, the, the my main point they just their drum sounds are so good yeah and um yeah just really interesting to hear like what they they do and what they get up to so i was following that a little bit yeah yeah they're gnarly they're like i feel like mad scientists they're so so mm-hmm. intelligent with what they do um absolutely what a like for you long term like what you're doing in this kind of composer role like is this what you see yourself doing for the rest of your 
existence or like do you see yourself like transitioning out of it down the road sometime to something else or it's so difficult because um i i really love doing it and i don't want to do anything else and um you know any unfortunate sort of thing where if if my work did dry up i think Mm -hmm. i would still like to do music but um you know, obviously I'd have to, there's no option, is it? You know, if, if, if work dries up, you can't just be like, you know, just be like, Oh, I'll keep trying. If it's not working, you have to, you know, go and do something about it. And Mm -hmm. I think my, my like first line of defense would be, you know, no work. Then I'd try and get a job related. So like, you know, if it's either writing music for a specific company or working in a studio or something like that, I've, you know, a lot of people have said to me, like, would you, become a teacher, like joint do education and stuff. And it probably would be a good idea, but I just, I don't have teaching in me. I just, I'm Mm. absolutely crap as a teacher. Mm -hmm. I just, but it's just because I'm very, I I learn my own way. So like, you know, I don't, I don't really learn in in a conventional way. So trying to teach that to someone, it's just a bit odd and I don't really, it doesn't translate out of my head properly. Yeah. And um, so that's probably like, my where I'd look look at last like education and other than that it would just be trying to get a new job and uh, and recently I've been getting into um learning how to code okay quite a lot okay. so that would that would probably uh, be a, something that I'd maybe look into but I'm nowhere near it like um but I do really enjoy it I've been doing it for about a year and a bit now okay and, um yeah it's something I really enjoy doing yeah um, it just sort of, uh, for, I, I, I'd always been a bit scared of it. And then I started doing it and I was like, oh, it's just, it's just very similar. The, the, the process of it just feels very similar to like music. Mm. Um, just because you kind of, yeah, it just kind of resonated with me. So I really enjoyed doing that. And um, so that would maybe be something that I fought back on. But mm-hmm. so far I don't, I don't plan on doing that because I love doing what I'm doing. So <laughs> hopefully yeah. Yeah. it will stay stay as is so um, it there's always like that thought of like what if x library goes down or changes the way they shift and there's been this massive i've been very like mixed with all of this um ai new tech stuff coming out i don't really like calling it ai because it's not really ai Mm -hmm. but all this new kind of like you know new developments in this this smart technology that's coming out Mm -hmm. and it's it's kind of scared me a little bit and it's kind of like 50 50 because sometimes I'll be really like anxious and scared about it. And then sometimes not because, you know, there was a point maybe this earlier this year where I was getting really scared that, you know, like with all of this AI, you know, music that they're going to start doing that, how is this going to affect how all the libraries are run? Mm-hmm. And I was getting, you know, trying to figure out like for ages, like, is this going to be something that's going to like completely mess it all up? And, but I've kind of not worrying about it too much because, um, you know, it, it should, music should always be how it is. Like you can't really, you, you know, with like chat, I was chat GPT now, like mm-hmm. you can, you know, I use it. Um, but I, I don't use it to be like, write me a song or like write me, you know, I don't rely on it. I just use it to kind of like aid me in certain things. So if it's like to help create a concept or to, help teach me stuff about like coding or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so I try to like use it and like that rather than to like, Oh, create me this product that will sell or whatever. Yeah. So um, 
it's but what the, I am still a little bit kind of fifty fifty on what it will do to the industry music because it's um you know if if you're able to start generating music you know artificially um you know how disruptive is that going to be because you know to 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 the music makers you know who are perfectionists and want to make good music and good quality music they will for sure hear the difference but to someone who isn't really music orientated but they're they're making something for a campaign or something for tv or whatever you know they might not know the difference and they might just think oh that sounds good and use it mm-hmm. and to them you know like it's it's the same now as with apps like Midjourney or like the 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 image generating ai apps where yeah. where you could just go in and be like type your prompt in and then you can make a picture out of literally nothing or whatever you know it's it's machine learning but um you know i just don't know how disruptive that is yet because it's so new and mm. how you know how how many jobs that's going to take from someone mm-hmm. and that's the same with music because you know to someone who is a graphic designer and someone who takes pictures and uh, for a living you know they know the de- they know everything that's going into that shot but then somebody who just needs it for like a background or you know want and didn't want to go to you know like i guess like shutterstock or something to buy the picture or whatever is, you know, they're not going to know and they'll just use the one that they generated. So it's just, it's difficult to tell. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think it will be too disruptive, but um, it's always in the back of my head. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the same thing in the filmmaking world too, with yeah all the stuff going on. And uh, I like, I don't, I honestly, I don't think too much about it. Um, yeah. Because I do think that, like, you have to have the the human element there to get what you want out of mm-hmm. the the trades that we're in. Um, otherwise, like, yeah, you can get something out of AI that's okay, but like, it's not gonna it's gonna be missing something. I feel like, um, but I also yeah. also feel like humans are so fucking stupid that I could <laughs> I could see like the AI thing just getting so out of hand that it just replaces everyone and then nobody has a job and then everyone's like what happened uh, yeah. you guys are fucking <clears throat> stupid that's what happened yeah that's that's so that's kind of like what i've been thinking about it as well like it's just it's just this need for like to push it and just keep pushing it and be like you know where how far can we take it and, yeah yeah um you know push it on people who don't understand it so mm-hmm. i was really i it, although i use like chat gpt for example i was really against it at the start because you know, they shouldn't be releasing that stuff to the public. It should be released. It should be released to like the big companies to integrate it. And so like, for example, mm-hmm. like Google, like they should have, inter- they should have given it to, or let people like Google to use it. So instead of giving the whole like chat GPT thing for people to play with, you just integrate it into like the search bar or mm-hmm. something like that. Don't give it to like the public because it's just so new and you just don't know what is going on Yeah, and how disruptive it could be. But yeah. Um, the thing is, though, and th- 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 this is what I didn't touch on earlier, but th- the other aspect I was thinking about it was that, um, you know, if you look back at filmmaking, music, anything creative like that, and you go back to sort of like, like yeah, your 60s, 70s, 80s, um, you know, so for example, with the music, it was all studio-based. So if you wanted to go make an album, you'd have to go into the studio and record it. And mm-hmm. a whole bunch of people are involved. But now you could, I can make music in my bedroom and send it out, you know, and do it all online. 
and you know trying to and going from like analog to digital i'm thinking when people uh you know were were going from tape to to digital to being able to use computers and stuff they must have been like oh this is you know this new technology it's going to make us all go out of you know lose our jobs and stuff which it did a lot of studios closed down but you don't really want to be that you know old guy telling oh you don't want to use that because in my day you know da 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 yeah um and you kind of just have to evolve with it so um cuz it I was watching that Black Mirror episode where they were, I think it was where they generated like the, um, the films based on like the person. And it was really like weird and I didn't really understand it, but it was, that's definitely going to be a thing soon where like, that's what they, they were like protesting about, you mm-hmm. know, all the yep. actors, right? So like yep. being, being used, you know, and generated artificially, mm-hmm. you know, because you're stuck in some contract. And so that's quite scary. It's just, it's just like, how far are they going to take it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It'll be interesting over the next few years to see where it goes and yeah, what happens between that and fucking driving cars, self-driving cars and whatnot. It's like come on. Why are you trying to take everything away from us? <laughs> but going back to the original question because that's we're very far off the point. But the original no, question was you were talking about like do you see me doing this forever? Uh I'd like to f- hope so. Like I hope I hope I can. But all of that shit that we just talked about is all the stuff that's going on in the back of my head, yeah. AI and like backups and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So yeah, yeah. yeah fuck, I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, what a. Uh, I'm gonna go back. Okay, two. Well, okay, two things. First thing, I want you to toot your horn a little bit uh, and oh, and brag, just for a second and give me a list of some of the clients that and brands that you've worked for. Um, okay. So, uh, uh, as you can tell from this podcast, I don't remember anything. So, um, no one, no. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I mean, the notable ones in terms of like big brands who the, like the final output of like where the projects go to. So like Red Bull, uh, there's been a few other ones. <laughs> That's all I remember. <laughs> you got a website no, but, with a CV that I we can yeah, look at. Li- yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get it up now because I'm so terrible. No, yeah, Red Bull and like. Uh, da, da, da. And you know some other ones. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of like the motocross stuff uh, that kind of like the brands. Like, okay, I've got my credits up. Right, I can stop waffling now. So going back, so we did. A lot of them, like, are through the agency. So it was the medium. So I would consider them. Like, so I medium, I worked. And then we obviously did stuff with Fantasos. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. Um, I work with Alan Hardy, which is who's in Australia, with Hype Republic. I do a lot of stuff with them. That's where I get a lot of Red Bull stuff as well. Um, uh, so, yeah. So, like, I'm just looking for my credits. Like, Red Bull. Um, we I've done a few cool stuff with Australian bands, like Bliss and Esso. A Parkway Drive, which we done recently, that was oh, really wow. cool. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, like Suzuki, Milwaukee. We've done a few stuff on. I'm just going through my credits now because I just yeah. There's tons of Red Bull stuff here. Spectrum. That's in my credits. Yeah. yeah. Showy, Honda, Google, uh, a, a few Google, like independent huh? short films. Yeah, that was through like library. So that's the thing. A lot of them I don't directly work with. So it'll be 
like Google used my song from the library. Mm, yeah. So that kind of stuff. So when I, I use like a few apps to like detect like where my music's been used on TV and yeah. So it's really, sometimes I don't know uh, half of them because excuse me, they don't go on, they, they go undetected. So there might be some stuff that I may have been used that I don't know about. Yeah. So like, uh, I'm just going on my credits now. So yeah, more showy stuff, more Red Bull stuff. A lot of um, brands like there's Queen Queenstown, like um, travel, like brand stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, super cheap auto. I've done loads of stuff with. Um, I see Volvo, Volvo on here. Yeah. Volvo. <laughs> Volvo, Honda, Suzuki again. Fucking how many of these have we done? Um, Yeah, now, yeah, so Parkway Drive was another big one that we did recently. Um, That's cool. Yeah, that was really cool. We did a documentary for that, and I was just doing a lot of mixing, a lot of sound design, piecing together underscore music bits. Um, And a lot of them are just, I've I've just only realised, like, actually how much Red Bull stuff I've done. It's only, I've, looking back on it, like, I just, it's been like a few every year. Yeah. And, oh yeah, here we go. We got the Tom DeLong project. Where did I just see that? Um, oh yeah. And uh, Manchester United used some of my music as well. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Fuck. Yeah. Uh, where is, did I see that Tom DeLong project? Second year. Um, oh, and Jennifer Lopez used my music or something on youtube yeah okay and uh the the other one that just popped into my head was the met gala met gala used my music for you on on their youtube channel oh wow yeah so that was pretty cool sorry i sound so braggy right now no no that's Um, what i I wanted you to fucking uh, ah, there you go there's the tom DeLong documentary uh and then yeah it's it's only really sort of taken off really since just before COVID, it, that's when I started getting more TV stuff. Um, s- since about 2019, that's when like my music was started to get used on TV quite a lot, which is really cool. Lots of adverts, Neurofen. Um, there's one here called Tr- there's a, there's a woman here called Trini, and she she's like a makeup artist or whatever, and um, she's been using like my music and her advert on the TV for like three years now. Oh, right. And it's the, the same adverts, just like for the last three years and my family like oh that advert's still on tv by the way and i'm like oh great <laughs> so um that's quite cool yeah volvo yeah. x games that was a fun one <clears throat> yeah just a few like odd ones and then like so like dunkin donuts that was an advert that like, i didn't work direct so a few of them are, are direct a few of them aren't because it's yeah. library and yeah. um yeah i think that's pretty oh god i just clicked on one that's pretty much it i, d- I don't want to brag anymore i fucking i love it what a is there i mean if you can even remember like out of all the spectrum episodes that we did which i think was like ended up being like 24 episodes total in three seasons is there like one episode from a music standpoint that stands out to you that you're like yeah that that one is still like yeah the one that i enjoyed doing the most was the uh, I think it was either episode one or two or something of the season three. I really enjoyed doing the music on that. It's just it's just the one that sounded the best. Like I just got a really good record. It's, it's also because we did it recently. Like I since we first met, which is pretty much when, as I said before, like was which is when I started doing music properly. Yeah, it's just been a whole big like me learning basically. 
it hasn't really been me like working professionally <laughs> probably you know, I, I, that's what I say if I'm going to write a CV I've been professionally working for the last 11 years but yeah it's just all been me learning so if I go back and listen to music that I did in like 2013 I'm like oh god that's so terrible but you know I guess it was good at the time but like so 2019 or I can't even remember when we did I'm trying that to one. fucking pull it, was, it up right now it's the one where it was like do 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 Spectrum. Do you know that one? Spectrum. Oh yeah. So that was uh That was season three, wasn't it? That was season three, but I I don't think that uh oh, Did it sorry. not uh, I don't think that that episode uh, okay. That was my favorite one. So, yeah, that episode ended up going live and then being taken down. Um, ah. because that was when we did like that batch of episodes where it was like there's one moto episode, a cop episode, a baseball yeah. episode, and then we scrapped all of it and we just went back to all moto. Um, oh, I really, I really enjoyed doing yeah, the kind that of song diverse. Was, but yes, but I, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I remember that song. Yeah, that's. I there was a few. Um, uh, uh, probably episode one of season one and episode two of season two. Actually, probably I, I'd probably say all of the ones in season one because. I spent a lot of time just kind of like work, like writing it and just remember it. Like I I really remember the the kind of the sounds of it, and it was just like really. <clears throat> each episode had its own feel, and so those ones do stick out to me. But in terms of one that I'm like proud of because it's like I like how it sounded is that that season three one that I was talking about. Yeah. Just because I it's, I was in my new studio and I had all my stuff to record with and I used like real piano and drums and mm-hmm. it was just so fun to record that. But it was really, in terms of like me going through the process of it, I really enjoyed doing season one. Yeah, I'm um, looking, yeah. I'm looking. And, a, and the first half of season two I really like as well. There's a really cool piece that I did. Um, God, that sounds so like, like braggy, sorry. No, you, no, um, you don't. You're good. Um there's a there's a piece in season two with strings that I did that I really liked that I would love to use again for something else. <laughs> Whatever. Dude, do you... Okay, so, oh, fuck. I forgot all about this. So I'm just going... It's funny. I haven't looked at this stuff in a very long time. Uh, in season two, episode five, Leave It All Behind with Tyler Bowers, We you did oh, that good. fucking opening song, like this acoustic... Like there's yeah, vocals. Like we, we wrote a whole fucking song, dude. Yeah, I remember. Oh. That. I, I I didn't say that one because I'm. It's just a bit cringe because I was I was trying to like do singing and stuff, and it's just dude, I just no, wasn't. It was so good. Oh, I forgot about that one. I think. Yeah. So, oh man, dude, there's. I should go back and watch this stuff. It was so. Yeah. It was. Dude, we. I might do that now, actually. <laughs> it's so. It's like I think so many people forgot about it, and there's a lot of people that don't even know what we did. Like this was so gnarly. I wonder I, if 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 any of it's relevant, where you could like just do like a whole re repost sort of thing on it, like a re um, rebrand and re re. I would, gonna, yeah, re-publish. I would love to do something in the similar vein again. It's just I don't like I said earlier. I don't know how I would get the budget oh, to do it. Okay. I just remembered something from like I think it must have been ten years ago now when when we when we had all those Skype sessions and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I remember you always wanted to do a documentary about someone in um, 
it was either like death row or oh yeah uh, do you remember that or was, or was it in like a prison or something yeah. I did, that that sticks out to me you've always wanted to do a really big I, documentary on that i have yeah the whole like uh capital punishment thing is super yeah. it's a very interesting thing to me i've always wanted to do something uh, on that, is that topic you still want to do that i would love yeah i it's funny i've forgotten all about that until you just brought that up but yeah i would yeah. love to do something like that just such an interesting topic um well just you know you know where to find me if you ever decide to <laughs> <laughs> not on death row i hope <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um i so i think episode season one episode two that closing song uh i think it was called dragonflies or something like that yeah so that's oh. the one i was talking that's the one that was like that uh i was it the mighty something odd i can't remember yeah the the, the yeah. mighty rio grande is yeah yeah that, that's dude. it that one and then i want to say a lot of the music in season two, episode seven, Souls Unburdened with Jimmy Dakotas and Andrew Jackson really stands out to me. That rings a bell. That rings a bell. <laughs> that was a big episode. Oh, I quite enjoyed doing the one. Uh, oh, God, I can't remember who it was, but I remember doing the music because I remember it was a really weird name. It's called Monocyte. Yes. You'll, season one. Episode four, four, episode four. four. Yeah, yeah monos- mo- monocyte with Joachim Falden. That was fun. That, <laughs> Dude, was, that was really like aggressive. Like, yeah, it was like the dark stuff, industrial type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was, was really fun to do. That was the beginning of this series taking off because that episode had some hot button topics in it that I didn't even realize were going to be a big deal. And it, oh, really? Yeah. It, got uh got me in some trouble and then episode five with sean collier got me in a lot of trouble <laughs> see i didn't know i didn't know any of that because i was just oh, sort yeah. of writing music to the thing what would you mean trouble what, what oh happened? i was like on a i was on a i was literally on a black ball list in the moto industry why what just because it's some because you were displaying controversial stuff or yeah and it wasn't i mean it's the dirt bike industry is in, in incredibly sensitive at times yeah. and I, I i still stand by like those episodes like i and my intention was to never like piss off anybody by any means it was just you know having very honest conversation yeah. interviews and that episode four with Joachim, we talked about this big amateur national in tennessee called loretta lens and he he called it, he called the race a joke and he laid out like three different reasons why he thought the race was a joke and they were valid reasons. Um, mm. But by no means was it my intention to like put that in there as some, you know, fucking viral clickbait thing. It was just part of the story and where he was at in his career. Yeah. Um, and the, the people that put on that race um, saw it and got very upset. Uh, and then episode five with Sean Collier was like episode four, basically the Titanic hit the iceberg and then episode five, the Titanic split into two and was going underwater. <laughs> but what was, what was episode five covering? What was that? What um, was so it was mainly, so this guy, Sean Collier, it was, it was mainly his, it, it, his story about like how he grew up as a top amateur racer and his mm-hmm. like, he talked about like his dad beating him, like physically ab- abusing him uh, at I the remember, track. I remember. I remember. Yeah. And he said some stuff about like he, he 
he got out of racing and has this whole new career outside of the sport and how much he loves where he's at in his life now. And it's like, what did moto ever give me? Like moto didn't give me anything, but this mm. new job, like I have a salary, I have health insurance, retirement. I have a company car, a company credit card. Yeah. 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 And it so was why did that, why did that kind of sink uh, the ship? Um, well, it's, it worked out like, because it sank the ship in the sense of like it pissed off like the powers that be in the dirt bike industry, like massively pissed them yeah, off. Yeah, but wasn't that, that was from memory, that was very family orientated, that episode. <clears throat> it not, was. Not industry. <clears throat> it was, but like some of the people that sponsored Sean were, um, I guess for lack of a better term, outraged by what he said in the episode. So like he, like right. his sponsors literally dropped him. Like he lost his sponsors because of what he said in this video. And I, I was like, Oh shit. I felt terrible because that wasn't my intention at all. And it, like, it was literally, I mean, the whole series was just about sharing these people's stories and like what they've gone through and where they're at now. Mm. And some of it is pretty gnarly, I guess. Um, yeah. And, and sponsors didn't like it. And I had one of his main sponsors at the time call me and, 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 basically say how dare i like have the nerve to release something like this and who, like kind of who do i think i am type thing and i was like i i was like everybody who watches these episodes approves them before they ever go live so if they wanted me to take something out we take it out so they have they have final say on it not me they do and i said sean didn't want to change anything and the individual that called me didn't like that and so he hung up the phone oh my and, god uh, i see i didn't know about that yeah i was gnarly that's and, really interesting so then i i found out um eventually that like i was on a black ball list like to not oh my you god. know but it it at the time i was like this is ridiculous like it felt like censorship you know like people are trying yeah. to censor what's being said and it's like like I had people saying that I was paying writers off to say stuff. And I was like, I'm fucking losing money doing this. Like my business partner and I are not making money doing this. And l let alone would we ever pay someone off to say shit like that is yeah. a fucking blatant lie. And you can ask any, any athlete that was in this that like no one was ever paid um, or told what to say told what to say like yeah. I, i'd release every raw interview so everyone could hear it and you can fucking see it's like this conversation we're having that's what it is um i wonder if that's what what this new one was about because I, I remember that teaser was pretty heavy and like there was a lot of like people being like no don't don't film this kind of thing oh yeah yeah uh it was yeah i mean it was because they thought that it made the team look really bad um, cause yeah. they, had, they had a, they had a bad year in putting out this docuseries just highlights what awful year it was even more so. And, and like, I, I don't know. It's see, that's quite interesting though, because it's, it's kind of like that whole thing of, you know, not everything on Instagram's perfect. Like it's, there's something deeper behind it. Like, and, and sometimes it's nice to see that because yeah, you kind of need to see where, how bad it gets to get, to get, you know, to get it back to being good. Yeah, and in in you know the this with this doc yeah this docu series I was on all summer and it getting canned you know they 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 told me after watching the first rough cuts of the first couple episodes it's just like there's no light at the end of the tunnel like the season never got better which they're not wrong it didn't it was a, it just was <laughs> one bad 
situation after another. That was just a struggle. Yeah. But people want to, to me, people want to see the struggle and they want to like cheer for that underdog. Like, man, that was, that was rough. But like, I love that you mm. were authentic and you showed it. And like, I want to see you guys come out the other side. And so it's, yeah, <laughs> it's a shame. But, I am. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, yeah. Uh, let me see here. I think I don't have anything else for you. Is there anything else you want to add that we haven't uh. touched on? No, nothing really. I mean, we've covered everything. Oh, th- th- what I do want to say, because I, I think yeah. I've mentioned to you before, was just because I've, I'm I'm a bit like sort of nostalgic like that. Yeah. But when, so you met me when I was 17-ish. So yeah, 17. How old are you? And now? 29. Okay. And I met, and then when I met you, you were probably about 25, 26, I think, when I met you. 26. That feels right because I'm 36. I'll be 37 yeah. on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. So it's just weird that we've kind of like done this like leap now. So from when we first met to like now, it's kind of like I'm your age a little bit more. And now you're, you know, you, you're 36 or so. And that's yeah. actually, that, and it's like a big change because that's when Ryan was, you're Ryan's age when I met you. And it's just this so whole weird. like chain of, it's yeah. just weird. Like so weird. So yeah. weird. And I, I don't know how it is for you, but like, I don't like, yeah, I'll be 37 on Saturday and I don't feel like I'm, I'm the oh, age right. I am. The ninth. The yeah, ninth. The ninth. Of, yeah. 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 I still feel like a kid, which I guess is good. Oh, and actually I'm not even 29 yet. I'll be 29 next week. So I'm 28. <laughs> when's your, what, when's your birthday? Uh, Thursday, next Thursday. Oh shit. How funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So 29 then. Look at us, only a handful of days apart. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I just, I just, I've always been really like, like, wow, that's so weird because it's, it's just, you know, it's like, it's like when you become like the age your parents were when they had you kind of thing. It's a bit weird to think that, right? Oh, it's, yeah, um, it's, yeah, wild. Because I'm my age, the, the age I am at now is when pretty much my parents had me and now I've got a little one as well and it's just really weird. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my mom. My mom had me when she was real young. Uh, oh, really? I, I, yeah, I definitely, I definitely waited a long time. <laughs> Comparatively, <laughs> so, um, so I have a few things here. I'm going to ask you that I ask everyone at the very end. Oh um, God, I forgot about this. <laughs> uh, first thing here: Do you see yourself as a realist, optimist, or a pessimist? Um. Uh, I mm, probably a, a bit of maybe optimist and uh, pessimist because I'm not really a realist. I don't think I do kind of live in my own little bubble. Okay. So probably yeah, but I also do kind of look on on like the I, I yeah I definitely kind of have that pessimistic side to me. But then I'm also quite like optimist. So I'm just kind of like rolling through it in my head. Yeah. So I'd say a bit of optimist and then a, a little a little bit of pessimist. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, what's your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure. Um, well, at the moment, it's probably listening to Blink and Angel Nervous, <laughs> <laughs> which I, I have started to do a little bit, actually. Oh, so that's my it. guilty pleasure right now. Oh, I love it. What's your favorite song on the new Blink record? Um, I like, I really like Terrified. Mm-hmm. 
um, just because it has that the, the, the boxcar vibe. And Big then, time, yeah. Yeah, and then, I mean, obviously, the, 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 the one that's really catchy is the One More Time one, but mm-hmm. it's not like the best song. I, to be honest, I haven't actually listened to all of them. I've only mm-hmm. really listened to those two. Mm. Um, and I haven't really like I didn't listen to the the old the, the other Blink record either um, the last one I listened to really was Neighborhoods that's when I kind of dropped off yeah yeah I won't um, I, I, I don't listen to the Matt Skiba era of Blink-182 because that wasn't Blink-182 <laughs> that was a fucking cover band <laughs> to be fair I don't either <laughs> yeah I won't do it um, yeah and Terrified's fucking good yeah I, I love, love that that's on my play- that's on my main playlist actually I oh, do yeah. really enjoy that yeah, have you listened? So, what about uh, more than you know? Have you listened to that one? No, I haven't. Oh, I, dude. I, is that good? I'll check it out. Oh, I would. So, more than you know, Turpentine and Blinkwave are my okay. like. I I would. They're fucking great. That's Super cool. Good. Um, I'll check it out. Uh, what else we got here? Uh. Okay, I think this is the last one. Uh, if you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would they be? <laughs> I remember, I remember getting to this bit, and I was like, "Fuck, what would I?" Say? I'd be so on the spot, like saying that, and I legit just forgot, and now I'm on the spot. <laughs> so, um, dead or alive? Oh fuck! Um, we're gonna be here for a long time. Let me think. So, dead or alive? Who yeah, I, it, I'll answer it for you. It's me, Ryan Cooley, and Tom DeLonge. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Um, I'm trying to remember what Ryan said, but I can't remember. Dead or alive? Um, oh God, I should have written this down because there's probably some really good like people that I can think, but I'm not like that, as you can tell. Me having to look up my own credits. <laughs> true. True. Oh dear. Um, I think I would have liked to. I think I'd like to have dinner with Tolkien, J.R.R. Tolkien. Mm, okay. Just because I really, I I just ask him questions, literally just about everything. Okay. Just because it's you know it's the whole his whole world of like um of Middle Earth and stuff. I would yeah. have loved to just like ask him and how he did the process and everything. More like so of just how he came up with it. Yeah. That would be really interesting. Okay. Um, okay. I'm trying to think who else. It's just one other person. Is it? Wait. Is it? Is it three people or like uh, me included? <laughs> I mean, you're you're there. You're there. Uh, I have dinner with three people that are alive, but I mean, oh, you don't God, have to have three. two more. Yeah. People. Right. No, because there's there's it's a really good question because there's so many interesting people. Yeah. Um. Um. I'm just trying to think of like music people that I really in like interested in. Um. Um. Oh my God, this is really difficult. You what you might have to do is we might have to finish it and then I'll record it in and you can just add it into the. <laughs> yeah, we can do. Yeah, we can do that. Oh my God, mm. what is this question, man? Um, <laughs> see, to somebody who's like really quick, I'm not quick like that. You know, just like really roll off it. Um, I think I'd like to. I'd, I think I'd like to actually. Have have dinner with Trey Cool as well because oh, he okay. he's been a really like like he was the first drummer who I took notice of yeah and um I 
I've always really loved this player. I was obsessed with him at some point as well. And then there was a point when I was out with you and Cooley and he was telling me that he actually like met him and that he was a really cool guy. Mm. And it's, it's always stuck in my head that for some reason, some odd yeah. reason. Yeah. So he's definitely someone who I'd probably go and hang out with. Okay. Um, I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool one. Yeah. And then, um, um, I'd probably like to go and have dinner with either Dave Grohl or Butch Vig. Ooh, just because okay. Dave Grohl is just really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I sound yeah. so stupid there, but he's, he's just seems so nice and yeah. just so like knowledgeable and um, just really easy and just really interesting. Like his, his whole career is just so interesting. Yeah. And from a music perspective and um, Butch Vig more so because he's just a producer and he obviously worked with him and Nirvana and all mm-hmm. these other artists and stuff. And yeah. I'd love to just speak, you know, have a really like, nerdy tech talk with him about you know recording and how to angle certain microphones here and yeah. <laughs> get the right sound and all of that like, that'll be really fun yeah i love so, it uh, those are good those are really yeah good. there's probably some other people though like if i've had to think about it there's probably some really cool people to yeah go and have dinner with but that's literally off the top of my head right now okay i oh, know i like that i want to be there for that dinner party fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, sweet. Hey, how do you pronounce your last name? What's the proper pronoun- pronunciation? There is no proper pronunciation because, uh, so the, so I've, I've taken on another name, my wife's name as well. So it's double barreled now. So okay. it's Keenan. And okay. then my last name, I've always said Lau, mm-hmm. L is L Y U, but <clears throat> I guess it's like Lou, Lou, I get a lot like Lou. So, um, I say Lau, but okay. it's, it's, you know, some people say Lou. So it's key. I say Keenan Lau. Okay, that's what I thought yeah. it was too, but I wanted yeah. to make sure that yeah. I wasn't going to fuck I think it up. There's, I don't know, there's some like weird thing that I need to like confirm like in my family history of like where my surname came from because I, it must be like a typo when they yeah. like did the, did the import back in the day because, yeah. um, you know, L-Y-U is a bit odd. I don't, I just, it's, it could, maybe it was supposed to be L-I-U or L-A-U mm, or something. Yeah. Because huh. that would make more sense. Maybe I'm wrong, but. <laughs> interesting hmm. right on um sweet where uh if anyone wants to hire you or listen to your stuff uh how can they find you um you can find me on instagram just my my name is oliver keenan lau l-y-u k-w-e-n-a-n is the other bit keenan um that's just literally it. and then my website is the same oliver keenan lau l-y-u.com sweet yeah and you just get in contact with me email instagram hit me up fuck yeah sweet (laughs) well one of these days we're gonna have a project to actually see through to completion i thought i thought we had one just now but that's yeah honestly that would be really cool because i'd love to work with you again i know likewise um i just miss the the sort of how easy it was you know yeah now it's quite it's not difficult but it's it's there's There's, a lot more steps yeah it's always challenging once you're i mean that's what was so nice about all the spectrum stuff and some of the other stuff it was just like cool this is what we're doing and you do your thing yeah because like we could we you know if we say if we did a project with honda i just stuff stuff in my head like Mm -hmm. so we do our thing and then you'd but then you'd have that layer of like having to go to them to like approve it yeah, but whereas like Spectrum, it was literally just us, and we yeah. made the rules kind of thing. So, yeah. but either either way, just you know, it'd be lovely to work with you again. Yeah, we'll we'll find we'll figure it out. We'll find something. So definitely, yeah. and it'll be re- we'll have to catch up outside of the podcast though, just to talk dad I, life. 
I agree. I, yes, I agree. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah, it'd be. And um, if we could ever, if 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 we ever kind of had the opportunity to come over, it'd be really lovely to like meet up and get our little ones to meet up. As well. Fuck yeah, dude! Of course, yeah. of course, that would be that'd awesome. be so fun. That'd be awesome. Or yeah, maybe we'll uh, one day be globetrotters and we'll come see you guys in scotland and, and <laughs> then we'll cool. hop over to ireland where conor mcgregor lives not in scotland <laughs> oh Fuck. dear <laughs> oh, sweet all right man thank you dude i appreciate it no worries man thank you for having me of course this is an outro i've had to record this multiple times because i keep fucking it up and i don't know what i'm supposed to say because I have discovered outros are weird. And if you ever do a podcast and you have to do your own outro, you will also discover that this is weird. But here we are. Trying to make it less weird, but probably making it more weird. Anyways, uh, thank you to everyone that listened to that episode. I really appreciate it. Hope every one of you enjoyed it and got some insight into and, uh, hmm. Yeah, I'm not doing this again. So we're going to roll with that fumble. Um, hmm. I hope that you got some insight and perspective uh, into the story you just heard from who was most definitely a rad individual. Um, and like I said up front, if you haven't already, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio. Wherever you like to cast your pods, we're there. Uh, So give it a follow, subscribe, rate, review, comment, love it, or leave it. Uh, And find us on Instagram at underscore the field experiment, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all the social stuff, because, you know, influence. And new episodes every Monday morning. 5 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Every Monday, new episode. Uh, So yeah, hope to see you back. Again, thank you to everyone that listened. Hope you enjoyed. And we'll see you next week.